Well, we had a lot of a lot of names on this list of who you hate in sports among players, and we included some coaches too, and executives, owners. Pete Rose. He was on the list. Good. Some Peter. of these guys: Bill Slime Romanowski, Lowlife, Conseco, worse. Bobby Bowden, that one surprised me. That's Why just a, that? that's just some Canes fan who hates well, Florida State. That doesn't expect? that doesn't yeah, count. If they would have said Terry Bowden, I could understand that. I could see Spurrier though. He's it's on the, the list. anti Yahoo factor. Bud Selig's big on the list. You think Terry was born with a finger up his nose? <laughs> what a Yahoo man! Yep. Who do you he hate was in born sports? Born in a cave somewhere. What? Who do you hate in sports? Pete Rose. That's it. No, I mean he's way up the top of the list. Jose Canseco goes without saying. Even before the steroid thing, we hated him. He's a, he's a lowlife. He's a slime ball. There's a whole bunch of slime balls in sports. Just because they're great athletes doesn't make them good people. Or the other way around. Some of these guys, like uh, Albert Bell. Yeah, they, I, mean, I got one for you, but nobody would put it on there. It's Gary Bettman. He, somebody had him. Did they? Good. Somebody else had Eric Lindris. Come on. Yeah. Didn't Come like on. the way he le- left Philadelphia. Yeah, too bad. Hey, people hate athletes his for a lot of different that, reasons. That kid, his parents were the problem. His father. Yeah. Yep. Nut jobs. Over-involved. Kind of like the Schindlers, over-involved, you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> that's, uh, oh. that's another list. Yeah. Get it? Another somewhere. list? Mm-hmm. Schindler's list? Oh, no. I can't believe he said that. Oi! <laughs> I didn't get into who we hate at the radio station. I didn't think it was necessary. Now, I heard you say that. Do, 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 I imagine who you were talking about. No, I didn't want to get into that. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Who? I know who you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll be listening for your crossover. Oh, at 2 o'clock? Yeah. yeah. Hold, your, hold your breath. Let me just uh, say one thing. Uh, real why, quick. why did he do that? Well, I was a caller, from what I gather from my spy reports. A caller said, well, you know, Neil and Hank do that. Crossover at 10 every morning, why don't you do it, you know? Yeah. And so all of a sudden one day it's like 157 and here's a voice, you know? (laughs) Cut the crap. I got nothing to say to him. What do I have in common with him? What do I have to talk about with him? When's the next time he's going to try to get us all fired? I mean, you know, that would be a good topic. (laughs) I have one thing uh, I just want to get in here before I leave, and that is uh, I'm on my way to play in this fundraiser, a golf outing to raise money for Gary Boulanger, who... Is facing considerable medical expenses right. for another surgery, and they are having a uh, an auction of uh, memorabilia at 10 o'clock. And if you want to get over there, it's at Rain Tree Golf Resort, and it is a good cause. He's, uh, you know, he had a terrible spill, and he's yeah. about to go into his third surgery. And jockeys aren't properly covered by insurance, and so he's looking at huge medical expenses. You sure think they would be? You know, I mean, that's one well, of they the were, things. and then what happened was uh, the guild dropped the insurance, or, or for some reason, in fact, Jerry Bailey and Pat Day resigned from the guild over it because they would only insure these guys up to a hundred thousand oh, dollars. Pat Day doesn't need insurance; he can Jesus will take care of him. Well, that's right. Yeah. Whatever happened to Dodie Dies? Dodie Dies. I don't know. Yeah. I remember. I saw her, her somewhere riding one uh, somewhere on the racing channel one you day. You know what? I think she was riding like at Charlestown or someplace like that. Oh, I saw did. I saw her name too. Hmm. So how are things up there? Things here are great. It's going to be 59 today. Oh! Sun is shining. Wow. And spring is here, man. It's incredible. It's nice here today too. In fact, so. tomorrow it's going to be sunny and in the 50s. It'd be a perfect Wednesday to go to Woodbine tomorrow. It sounds like <laughs> to me. Yeah. 
Of course, even, even and what if it was raining? It would be a yeah. perfect day to or go. If it was it? snowing at minus ten, it would still be a pretty good Wednesday to go to Woodbine. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Well, a maid comes on Wednesdays at two o'clock, and I got to like get the hell out of here. So why not? You know, it's a good excuse. Okay. To go and make a contribution. You sound good. Yeah. You do. You sound what? like you're upbeat, happy today. I am. Well, we're gonna the trend. See, I didn't know anything about the trend until you said it yesterday. Well, I asked Duff last week when it was coming out. He said Friday. Yeah. Well, we don't get any uh, communication since I'm not talking to him. He's just uh, shining us all together. So I looked it up online, and there it is. Friday, 11:30 in the morning. So Friday, we'll find out if we have uh, if we still have a pulse. But I'm taking a poll right now, and you're beating the hell off of uh, old uh, Big Head. Really? Yeah. Let's I don't see. know. I I, I would. Uh... Stern left. Hank 31 and uh, Big Head 12. I would certainly uh, bet on Mad Dog over uh, that afternoon show. Well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like betting on a walk. Although I think uh, if I were you, I'd be a little concerned about uh, the show they've got on opposite you. Yeah, juice and toast and omelet and uh, fries. Yeah, I'm pretty concerned about them. Yeah, I'm well, sure that's why you're so happy. Yeah. Everybody should have competition like that. Stiff competition. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, are the salespeople in today? I don't know about that. Maybe they're taking another busman's holiday. I know Troy Stratford. He's busy being a broadcaster now. That's okay. Yeah, I'm glad to see Troy get a little shot. I'm, I'm the one that was backing him. I said, put him on the air. Damn, but maybe he's good on the air. Get something on him. <laughs> yeah, Beast, I... and, Beast and Troy, 7 to 10 tomorrow night. Huh. Oh, I'll check that out. Yeah. Sure. That should be pretty interesting. Uh, I'm not sure about Lenny Martez last night, how he held up with Curtis, but... He's, uh, Lenny Martez is, I think, a little ticked off at me. Why is that? Because uh, you said he sounds like a retard? No, I, I said no, that's what I he sounded like a guy on roids. Right. No, I thought you said he had a guy, he sounded like a guy with bad roids. Yeah. No, not those. Rectum. Oh. Other roids. Well. The kinds that Jose injects. I see. Yeah, and now that you mention it, it's that rage in him, you know, it's... No, no, don't you remember he was going through that bodybuilding thing there? That's a what I'm years talking ago? about. Yeah, right. The Roy Green products. Right. Alleged. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, you have a nice day, and uh, I won't lose too much because I'm playing golf. I can't lose anything. Well, do a good job out there, okay? Yeah, this is a nice thing they're doing for Boulanger, and so I'm glad to be a part of that. Well, good for you. Okay. And Exercise uh, can't hurt you. No, not at all. Not I'll be riding a cart, though. Right, well. Then we probably won't let you play. You but I have to get Martin. in and out of it, you know, and hit the ball. By the way, I disagree with you about Billy Martin, although he, you didn't take dead people, but he was. Uh, you know, you said he was fun, but he was really a slime he, ball. He, you know what? He was both. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, slime balls are fun. I had. Uh, you know, I, you know what? Billy Martin was always nice to me and my sister. He liked. Uh, he liked my father. And my father couldn't stand him. Yeah. Well, see, there you go. Your yeah. father probably had better taste. Yeah, well, my father had to cover those teams, you know. Right, that's what I mean. He, and he wasn't crazy about him, and I'll tell you, another guy he didn't like very much was Roger Maris. Really? Yeah. Now you're treading on sacred ground, man. I loved Roger Maris. He was my hero, and he took so much crap. It's a miracle he lived as long as well, he Well, I'm did. just talking as a person. Because he was in a shadow of mantle, so he was always just, well, I don't want to go through it. You know, you know the deal. Yep. Hey, Mantle wasn't nice to everybody either. Well, too bad. Nope. See, in order to be a great athlete, you don't have to be nice to people. You don't have to be a nice person. Just go out there, do your thing. And it's just just like these movie stars. Who cares if they're nice people or not, right? If you enjoy their work, that should be enough. Shouldn't it? Yep. There you go. Well, you're a very nice person. I hope you have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
As they say in China, enough of the sucking. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. Do a good job. Raise, raise a few bucks. Thanks. Enough of the sucking already. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Just when we thought we were rid of him already, expecting no more than light chit-chat about ballroom dancing, reporters in Tokyo were startled when actor Richard Gere launched into a condemnation of Europe's plans to lift arms uh, an arms embargo against China. After promoting his new film, Shall We Dance, in which he co-stars with Jennifer Lopez, Oh, my God. Gere grabbed a microphone to denounce plans by the EU to lift the embargo imposed after Chinese bloody crackdown on pro-democracy protests in 1989. I so agree with your Prime Minister that the EU should not remove the ban against selling arms to China. He said, I agree with him totally. Gears' comments yesterday came a day after visiting French President Jacques Chirac tried to mollify the Japanese Prime Minister Junichiro Koizumi. Junichiro? Ichiro. I thought he played baseball. By saying that lifting the arms embargo would not result in an increase in weapons in China. Richard right. Gere, man, don't we care? See, it just goes in what Hank was saying there. What do we care about Richard Gere? Now, if we liked his work, it would be a different story. We don't like his work, and we don't like his opinion, so get lost. You know, take a hike. Anybody you know like Richard Gere? I don't like him. Well, there's Jesse Jackson. We don't like him either. Christian witness. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's that uh, slut doing? I mean, uh, how's his uh, uh, illegal... He's got a whole bunch of them probably. He does, more than he does. one, when you think. His love child. He has an outside child. He's got a bunch of love childs? Yeah. What is he the most him. divisive thing in the world? we got a whole bunch of polls here. I sneak one in on you. I'm going to start doing that. I like that. Eric might not like it that much, although, you know, once he puts it on there, I can swish him anytime I want. What is the most divisive thing in the world was our poll question yesterday. 1,652 votes and religion. Uh, it just beat everybody's pants off. Oh, I can't say pants. 74.6%. 1,233 people said religion is the most, and they are, of course, absolutely correct, sir. Money, 175. Politics, 88. Race, 62. Ethnicity had... About 30, man. Language, 28. Education, level 19. And sexual orientation, as in... You fairy. Had only 17. So you see that? I see it. Religion. Religion is evil. Religion breeds hatred. Religion... And I, I think that this whole Terry business, which I got 700 stories on that later on, I think that that whole thing is... Uh, if you can find some good out of it... Is that right. it's showing just what a bunch mm -hmm. of fundamental lunatics have, uh, fundamentalists have taken over this uh, country. Right, giving lots of light and lots of rope. Shining the light on them. 
Oh, it's making shining the light. Meanwhile, in North Carolina... Well, thank Carolina. goodness we only had the Ricky Ticky on there for a second. She'd know better. No, Mrs. Limbaugh. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, uh, about a couple of oxies for hubby, uh, Darren. That's creepy. That really is. It makes me nauseous. Yeah, I don't understand that. To me, to me, that's like uh, people that really don't have the courage of their convictions. It's like uh, James Carville and Mary Madeline. It's the same thing. How can you be so diametrically opposed I, unless it's all know. just shtick, you know? I guess. What? That's their show. That's their yeah, right. Every Well, of course, television, everything is show business. There's no mistake about that. Guess who they had on Crossfire in its dying, waning days last week? I get a left. Ralph Nader. Oh, boy. Ralph Nader and Bob Novak. Was there a broadcaster in the house? No. That was like Lenny Martez and uh, somebody. I'm trying to think of anybody that would match him. Right, Lenny Martez and the Stugats. Which of these do you care about least, we asked. Sneak that one in there this morning. 151 votes. American Idol, 70. Thank thank the Lord. Thank uh, anybody for that. Our crowd doesn't care about America. Well, we don't have the American Idol crowd. That's the young, you know, the punks. Yeah. It's the South Beach crowd. What? South Beach crowd. Well, somebody cares about it. Twelve-year-old yeah. girls. That, that's what I Back said. The South Beach crowd. Twelve-year-old sluts. College hoops, 23. Well, after after American Idol, these are, you know, Michael Jackson trial, 22. Steroids in baseball, 14. The Christianizing of America, only nine. Terry Schiavo, nine. And Earthquake in Asia, four. Uh, like 300 to 2,000 dead is what they said. And the reason I didn't get all whipped up about that yesterday is, unlike the rest of the media, I mean, oh, there's going to be another tsunami. Well, they didn't know, and it didn't look very likely, and it did not happen, thank goodness. You know why that earthquake happened, don't you? Uh, They're heathens? No, because the Lord is really foaming at the mouth against all these self-proclaimed Christians that are whipping up uh, all this crap in Florida. And, of course, you'll say, well, how come it happened in Asia then? He's got bad aim. (laughs) No, that's always been God's problem, is he has bad aim. Speaking of bad aim, stay a little bit away from your... uh, Computer monitor there, please. We've got Haven Gaston, who's a uh, bimbo model, etc. I'm not. I'm, these marginal people. I'm not going to look up bios and stuff like that, especially since we're phasing into this uh, anonymous kind of uh, bimbo people on there. Right. Just uh, in other words, if they look really good, pictures. what difference does it make who they are right. or their you know statistics well, and you all know. that other stuff? It's a little bit of an extra thrill when it's a famous person. Uh, now, what is her name? Haven Gaston. Haven Gaston. She looks like Cito Gaston. I'm not uh, especially fond of her. Baseball player. Oh, manager. Uh, it's not the best picture uh, in the world, but it's naked. Maybe that's a bad picture of her. I mean, she's got ample bazoombas there, but she just, uh, I don't know. She looks like one of the, what was the Spice Girl that went out on her own there? What the hell was her Jerry name? Jerry Halliwell. Very good. See, I've tried, I've got a brain fart on her. No, I'm trying to forget her. Huh? I don't blame you. She's awful. I remember the only important parts about her. Oh, really? Well, same with uh, your friend Haven Gaston. But she's on air. The price is right. Take a quick look before Alberto Gonzalez uh, comes knocking on your door and says, uh, yeah, Alberto Gonzalez he had and Jose been. Jimenez come knocking on your door and take your ass away and throw you and just put you in one of them private planes oh, yeah. never to be seen again. Take you over like, to um, Egypt to be whipped and beaten and just uh, Abu, Gar- Abu Garib <laughs> or raped at it. 10-14 at 560 WQM. No. Rogers, My name is Mark McGuire. I've played the game of baseball since I was nine years old. I love and respect steroid use. I have been a person who spread rumors or said things about teammates that could hurt them. I will do everything in my power to help steroid use in baseball and create jeopardy for my friends. When I was lucky enough to secure my last major league contract, one of the first things I did was to harm friends and respected teammates. I am also offering to be spokesman of performance-enhancing drugs. Most importantly, Every little leaguer, pony league, high school, college player needs to understand that performance-enhancing drugs will solve the problem. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. Way to go, baby. Another slime ball. 
1018 and a liar, a compulsive liar. I mean, just absolutely made a jackass of himself. Not that we care about that, do we? No. Which uh, of these, and we already did that, about the, uh, which of these do you care about least? I got so many polls here, I can't even figure out which one I'm doing next. Okay, okay. here's the one that's on it right now. Well, always good to have a spare. Which of these applies <laughs> to your morning listening habits? Says this week we're going to be like, uh, you know, sticking our, it's already almost April. Now, the trends come out on Friday. So since it is April Fool's Day, no matter what the numbers are, I'm going to say like, oh, we got a 30 share. Look at that. About 30, man. Since that number so popular on this show anyway. Look at that. Or maybe we just got 30 people listening left. Think? I don't know. Maybe not that much. Which of these applies to your morning listening habits? Okay, well, let's take a look what we got on there since I, I, I sneak these on there when you least expect it, so you better start checking. Very sneaky. 198 votes on this poll so far since Stern left. I listen to Hank. All right, let's hear it. Hey, stop it. For the Humper, 61. I only listen to Neil on QM, 42, 21%. Joe Rosen, AM, 28. That's not uh, so great, 28. I mean, it's not bad, but, you know. Air um, America in AM, 14. Oh, boy. Now, what is that? They got Jerry Springer on there now from 9 to noon or something like that? In the morning. Jerry Springer's on, by the way, 9 to noon, for those of you who don't like us. Uh, NPR in the morning, 13. That was George's vote. George doesn't listen to Hank. He listens to NPR. Right. And it's not personal. We like Hank a lot, but uh, George is not a sports fan. And you know what? I don't listen to sports talk radio, period. I want to hear some news. I don't want to hear any of it. And I don't want to hear bad news. Oh, here you go. Bob and Tom, add that on there right away. How could we forget Bob and Tom? We love Bob and Tom, and they are on the air in Palm Beach County. Thank goodness they're not on the air in uh, Data Broward, because they're very, very good. Bob and Tom, you got it? We got it. Brian in uh, Palm Beach County says, I I guess he's not in Palm Beach. Wherever Brian is, I listen to them on the way to work almost every morning. They're on 98.7 out of West Palm Beach. You catch it all the way down to 595 most days. You couldn't pay me to listen to Paul and Ron. They suck. Well, a couple of very excellent points there, Brian. There's a man with very good taste. Paul and Ron suck, is what he said. Wow. A little shot there for old Paulie and Ron. Now, did I finish with the? I didn't finish going on the list, did I? No. No. Joe Rose, 28, I said. Uh, NPR. Air American AM 15. I listened to Stern on another station, 11. Oh, that could be uh, not only the Palm Beach one, but that Beasley station over there on the West Coast. That's bad. Right. Oh, man. Siphoning off some of our audience there. You bastards, you, you lunatics, you grave robbers. Can you believe that? Probably yeah, Palm, it's probably got to be the Palm Beach station, don't you think? Maybe a few of them, though, on that uh, West Coast, that Naples station. So not only did they give us that disastrous experiment with Stern, you know, they give it and they take it away, and they uh, chop it up like Swiss cheese, but then they are competing with their own other station. That sounds like a big lawsuit to me. Oh, let's see. Listen to Stern on another station, 11. Don't listen to radio in AM, 8. Paul and Ron in AM, 8. Since Stern left, no QAM in AM, 8. I listen to music radio in AM 5 out of 212 votes. So a good variety there. How about a, a BM and a PM? How about that? Okay. Can't hurt. Take it. <laughs> well, you're really. Okay, so that's what we got so far there. We're just very poll intensive today. We don't want to go back and do any more of that food stuff. Well, speaking of crazy religionists, and I apologize for my redundancy. Oh, let's take some of these calls first, though, because we've got to get some of the chronics out of the way. WQAM, hello. I like you. Yeah, see? There you go, the best. WQAM, hello. WQAM, I told you the chronics are already there, mm -hmm. waiting. QAM, hello, chronic line. Hey, man, yesterday you were talking about forum. What is the forum, man? You never told me. Get oh, lost. Get out of here. What is a forum? <laughs> Look in the mirror, okay? It's kind remember, of like remember forum. Remember that movie, Rich Man Forum? Man, get out of here. Go uh, lick your home and toshin. Five six seven oh five sixty. Yeah, let's get a bunch of these good calls in before we All start right, with this heavy-duty yeah. material, okay? Yeah, I like it. That's the bread. What? What are you laughing about? These are, we already had some fantastic call there. That's right. We could get them all over again. Line 9, QAM. Hello. Hey, Neil. Any news on uh, you going to Syria? I beg your pardon? Going national or going to Syria? No. 
and, and I'm a I'm, I'm not a QAM listener anymore. I, I I tell you what, I listen to some of the UM broadcasts, and I I, I cannot <laughs> believe that Joe Zagaki and uh, the Beast are the broadcasters for UM sports. No, I can't believe that I mean, either. That, that's, that's a good point. Terrible. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, we want to apologize, okay, profusely. I'm very sorry. I want to speak on behalf of our management. Anybody associated with this radio station, we apologize profusely because everybody knows that. Joe Zagaki sucks. But that's because, and that's only professionally. That's not personal. That's business, and it, it it's not debatable. It's a matter of fact, you know. But then again, that whole UM thing. I mean, who wants to hear UM sports anyway? When I was broadcasting the baseball, it was fun. I, but nobody, you know, who the hell would listen to it? Anybody want to hear college baseball? No. Especially in such a big sports market as South Florida, <laughs> college baseball, my ass. College basketball, come on, get with it. I mean, college basketball at a different level right now. Like those Spartans. Oh! George is all whipped up about Saturday's game against North Carolina, I'll bet, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I'm with Josh it. is rooting for North Carolina. You know, Josh Cordes turns out to be a real uh, schmuck. What is your story? No matter what team I'm rooting for, and, and, and to it be has very honest with you, with that, I, I will not watch the game. I'm not pretending to be all of a sudden a college basketball fan. I don't really care. Just the fact I went to Michigan State for about five minutes. And so, you know, if I happen to see the game out, of course I'm going to root for them. But I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. All right, that's fine. The only reason I'm rooting for North Carolina is because uh, I haven't. Because I'm from Michigan State. State. That's all. Just yeah, right. Money here. Because of what? Oh, you got a bet going again. Oh, you fit it perfect in QAM, you degenerate. Another oh, yeah. gambler. If there's nothing, if there's anything worse than gambling, I haven't discovered it yet. God, shame on you. Don't you understand? The Lord is going to like strike you down. He's going to he's going to put like a shazam on you, man. Just like Jim Neighbors, shazam. Hey, he could miss. Gonna stick it, yeah. That's well, right. he does have bad aim. You're right. You just better pray that he misses. WQAM, hello. Because his rat. Oh, that was a very, very bad uh, gargler. You know, that was that was the all-time worst. You better go practice gargling, okay? Like maybe with some ground glass would be good. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. Uh, listen, I just turned in late. I might have missed it. I heard you had Rick and Suds on the pole. Where are they? I had Rick and Suds on the pool. No, Bob and Tom, not Rick and Suds. Rick and oh. Suds aren't on the air, so it'd be kind of hard to listen to their show in the morning. Yeah, well, do you know where they are? Did they yeah. just out of it, or? Let me say it again. They're not on the air. Suds, Suds is on with George when I'm on vacation. Suds comes in one day, gets some free food, and Rick is uh, vanished. Oh man, that was the great days when we had Rick and Suds, you, and then Phil Henry. Yeah, well, it's in the past, baby. You can't live in the past. You better get with the program, pal. It's That's, all gone. And then Depot and Madsen later on. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck to you. Okay. There's another guy who's stuck in the past, stuck in the in the time tunnel with James Duran. Jesus. Don't, don't you just hate that? Oh, well, yeah, those were the good days back when Randy was on there, and you know, and Rick and Sides and Phil Henry. Uh, Are you sure? All that stuff. You know. Well, great. Go go listen to some old tapes. Okay. Get out of our face. You know. I'm sure the Model T was probably a very admired automobile back in the day. <laughs> huh? I'll stick with my Corvette. Thank you. Huh, you notice I'm getting my voice back today? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I was, I was flirting there with some bad laryngitis. I was right on the edge yesterday. I'll notice I really don't, struggled don't yesterday. flirt with that. I think once you get to like uh, 250 pounds again, I think it's kind of hard to squeak it out. You know, Just like Terry, she's trying to speak very hard. She's trying to like... <laughs> no, seriously, I got uh, one of the stories today where the Schindlers are claiming that she was trying to say... Uh, uh, you know, and then on her stomach, remember Linda Blair? It said, help me. Help me showed up right on her puppet. <laughs> right. Yeah, remember that? In The Exorcist? <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. If they would just look in the right place for crying out loud, they'd just find it. Help me. You know, stuff like that. I don't want to sound insensitive, but just die already and let's get on with, you know. No, seriously, 15 years of dying is already long enough. 26 past 10 at 560 WQM. Let me tell you. Like naked guy. 
Don't miss MTV's newest reality series, The Lindsay Lohan's Dad Show, featuring Lindsay Lohan's dad at the supermarket. Whoa, 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 sir, you have to pay for that case of beer. No, I don't. I'm Lindsay Lohan's dad. At the bar. Hey, give me another double scotch. Haven't you had enough? Oh, I haven't. I'm Lindsay Lohan's dad. Even at the video store. Hey, I'm taking this copy of Mean Girls. You can't take that. Who do you think you are? I'm Lindsay Lohan's dad. The Lindsay Lohan's dad show follows Lindsay Lohan's dad wherever he goes, as long as it isn't within a hundred-yard radius of Lindsay Lohan. Hey, you're not allowed on the movie set. Whoa, whoa, do you know who I am? Yeah, you're Michael Lohan. No, I'm not. I'm Lindsay Lohan's dad. He's Lindsay Lohan's dad on the Lindsay Lohan's dad show, only on MTV and sometimes Court TV. 10.32 at 5.60. Q, and do we care about Lindsay Lohan? No. Not on this show, we don't. Parts of her we do. Oh, I see. Which parts? And the other one, well, can't say that. Don't care about it. How about the rectum? That sentence thrown out because of jury's Bible reading. The Colorado Supreme Court threw out the death sentence Monday of a man convicted of raping and killing a cocktail waitress because jurors consulted the Bible during deliberations. How do you like that? Oh, my God. The court said Bible passages, including the verse that commands an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, could lead jurors to vote for death. The justices ordered Robert Harlan to serve life in prison without parole for the 1994 slaying of Rhonda Maloney. Harlan's attorneys challenged the sentence after discovering five jurors had looked up Bible verses, copied some of them down, and then talked about them behind closed doors. Prosecutors said jurors should be allowed to refer to the Bible or other religious texts during deliberations, but guess what? The answer was, no, they threw out the death sentence. So here's a guy who's a murderer, right. killed a cocktail waitress after he raped it at her, and he gets off because of the jury was busy reading from the Bible while they were doing their deliberations. Is that nice? No. That's America for you, baby. A bunch of crazy religion nuts is what they are. They got their God, and this one's got this God, and the Jesus, and the Pope, and all these other uh, silly-ass crap. And we wonder why the world's in the shape it is today. I'm just, uh, I say the sun is shining, I'm real happy, you know. I'm not going to, I can't worry about it. It is. Can't it change it. sunny this morning, anyway. Well, sunny here right now, man. It's beauteous. It is just fabulous. In case Paul's listening, you know, Fat Paul from uh, whatever station they're on these days? That one over there. Look at that. Down the road. Eight already. It's going to be 15 today. Sunny and 59. Dan, they're probably, probably sneak up to the 60 degrees here today. I realize it's not, you know, like humid in 95 like it is there. Oh, let's see. Why isn't the big... You fairy. No, no, not that one. <laughs> there used to be a oh. in that spot, but now it's... You fairy. Why isn't the big oh. on your morning pool? That's how I uh, start my day. Well, let's do that right away. Let's correct that egregious oversight, right? Right. But how do we uh, do that? No, oh. I, you know, he's on five to seven. We're not talking hey, about... No. Uh... He deserves a fair shot. Okay. How's that? <laughs> That's fair. Okay, put the big O on there, okay? Big O in the AM. But, I mean, see that he's not on the same time as Hank or Joe Rose or these other shows we're talking about. But put him on there anyway. It'll make him feel better, okay? He thinks I hate him anyway, so put the big O on there. What, oh, speaking of that, him? what? Why do you hate him? I don't hate him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I just hate him on the air. He's, uh, although, I'll tell you one thing. He's a hell of a lot better than Lenny Martez on the air, which isn't saying much. He's not very good on the air. Big O. He's got that. He can't help it. He's got that sound. Plus, he has no idea what he's talking about. Other than that, he's pretty damn good. So wake up with a big oh! in the morning on QAM, even though he uh, doesn't know what he's talking about. Although he is rock solid. Okay, let's see what we got so far. This is one of them controversial uh, polls about uh, shows from the past. <laughs> oh. It's your buddy, man. Your pal. Yeah, yeah. You found him. I don't know where the hell you dug him up. 
I have no idea where you found that guy. Probably at the track. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of my guys, yeah. Yeah. The track people. That's where you hang guy. out at the right. track. Sure. You and Derek, in fact, gave him a bad tip, and he's been calling ever since. Which of these applies to your morning listening habits? Since Stern left, I listen to Hank. 82. Oh, Let's oh. hear it for the fat humper. Let's hear it. 82. The thumper. I want to listen to Neil on QM. 60. Uh, look at that. Just changed again. 84 for the humper. 72 for yours truly only. 23.6%. Which that isn't good, see. We got this exclusive QM on this station. We got to get those people to branch out. The only problem is that they don't care about sports. See what I'm saying? Right. Uh, Joe Rosen AM stuck at 38. He's uh, fallen way behind. The uh, big head. You'll see. NPR and AM, 23. Very intellectual people like little George there, 23. A lot of people think George is just a slob and a pervert, which he happens to be both, but he's also uh, right. somewhat intellectual. I'm a clean slob, though. Right. 23 for NPR. Listen to Stern on another station, 21. I sure hope it's not that Beasley station on the West Coast. That would be bad. Air America in the AM, 20. Huh. Don't listen to radio in the morning, 12. That's me. Since Stern left, no QAM in the AM, 12. No QAM in the AM, but a good BM in the PM. Paul and Ron in the AM, 11. I listen to music radio in the AM, 7. And, of course, music radio in South Florida is like you know, an oxymoron anyway, right? It's like an oxycontin, isn't it? Really? I'll tell Rush. Yeah, I mean, he'll start sticking a radio in his fat puss. Uh, Bob and Tom in the AM, 4. And the big, well, that just went on there, the big. He still don't have any votes yet for the big O. Come on, somebody give him a sympathy vote. It'll make him feel like a real man. Puerto Ricans are the happiest people in the world in spite of George's study shows. How do you like that? I never said weren't happy. Hostile feelings about the Ricans. All these terrible racist things that you've said over the years about our Puerto Rican friends. I don't think I have any, but... Huh? We have P.R. Ralph. He's a friend. No, he's not. Friend of the show. No, he's not. He's not? I no, I don't you remember he gave us the bad information about the ah, game being rained out that day? It was full of crap. You know, no, no, he was right. He, the game was not played. We just pretended to so that we could get credit. No, let me say it again. He gave us bad information. Right. He's another one of these know-it-alls, another chronic that wants to latch on. He's a Klingon, is what he is. He's a Puerto Rican Klingon. So you which you down, me which down there in San Juan, they have a way of taking care of Puerto Rican Klingons. But anyway, like like leeches, you know? Remember what I used to do with Don't leeches? Cut. Put them in a bottle. Don't cut! I of enchantment indeed, it says here. This U.S. territory, meaning Puerto Rico, sandy beaches, and lush rainforest, close-knit families, and endless celebrations is home to the happiest people in the world, according to a new study. Are you happy? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, never mind the low income or the high murder rate, the double-digit unemployment or the troubled public schools. Puerto Ricans say emphasis on extended family and easy warmth among even strangers and a readiness to celebrate anything, anywhere, at any time. I'll bet. I'll contribute to a high quality of life in Puerto Rico. There are over 500 festivals in Puerto Rico, and there are only 365 days a year, says Francisco Cavo, a U.S. Army medic at Fort Buchanan near San Juan. That's a lot of fun on the schedule, he says. 500 festivals in just 365 days. U.S. ranked 15th among 82 societies in a study by the Stockholm, Sweden-based World Value Study, which is based on interviews with 120,000 people representing 85% of the global population. That put the U.S. ahead of Britain, Germany, and France, Japan, China, and Russia, but behind Mexico, Colombia, and Venezuela, Ireland, the Netherlands, and Canada. Well, immediately sticking out of there is Colombia and Netherlands, uh, a lot of drugs, huh? Yeah. Venezuela, or, uh, Ireland, rather, a lot of drunks, see? Right. I don't know how Mexico and uh, Canada got on there, but anyway. I don't know. The subjective well-being rankings are part of the largest social science study ever. They're one part. The World Values Survey, an ongoing investigation by a global network of social scientists, measures social, cultural, and political change in all six populated continents. I'll tell you one thing. They better start measuring real fast. They're at one part of Asia. 
before it like disappears. I don't want to be insensitive or anything, but they sure got some tourists lately, like haven't right. they? It won't disappear. It'll just get you get down. too much tourists, and that's the end of the tourist, and the hell with that. That's all gone. All those pedophiles are going to stop going to Thailand pretty soon if they don't watch it. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's what's going on there. Maybe God has good aim. There you or, go. Huh? That's right. That's what it is. Right. Maybe his aim is getting a little bit better. He's going to show them a thing or the two. The Catholic or Church is next. Among the findings, as societies grow wealthier, they shift priorities from maximizing income to maximizing well-being. That means individuals become likelier to choose jobs based on how interesting the work is, not simply how much it pays, said University of Michigan political scientist Ronald Engelhart, chairman of the survey. Communities, meanwhile, grow more likely to seek ways to protect the environment, even if the measures they choose may slow economic expansion. Well, this is too pseudo-intellectual for me. Another key finding, as they grow wealthier, societies become more tolerant of differences among members and as they become more insistent on personal freedom. Well, that certainly is not happening in the U.S., eh? They're certainly not demanding more personal freedom, and they're certainly not more tolerant. Other than that, it's uh, right on. Here's the life satisfaction and happiness rankings. I think I'll do it after the break. we got the uh, top uh, few, top five, and okay. the bottom five. Neil Rogers, exclusively After years of drug abuse and controversial rehabilitation, Beach Boy Brian Wilson is ready to release a collection of his latest compositions. Thanks for uh, granting us this interview, Brian. Uh, Brian, do you have any idea how retarded you sound? Uh, I'll show you what I mean. Here's how you sounded back in 62 from this early Beach Boy recording session. Hey, man. Did you like it? Uh, uh, My ears. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Listen. You like it? Oh, that's very nice, Brian. Did you like it? It's a little hard to dance to. Like it? Yeah, very, uh, very nice, Brian. The Brian Wilson collection of burned-out compositions. Do you like it? Oh, oh yeah, uh, that's great. Master copy available now on eBay. Do you like it? Well, I've got to be going. Yet. Do you like it? No, not really. 10:46 at QM. So the Reverend Jesse Jackson is a professional Ojean provocateur. I'll get back to that happiness pull in a second. Uh, but we're less happy now. He's sticking his nose in his business. They wouldn't let him in there to see poor Terry. Did he have a Dixie cup of water? No, but he did have a tube. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to stick it, man. You know what they say about Jesse? He'll stick it wherever he can get away with it? Yeah. Who doesn't? And so who's out there waiting to introduce the Reverend, who was not allowed to go inside to see uh, poor Terry, uh, is uh, Randall Terry. Randall what, Terry? Isn't Simon? that great? They talk oh, about yeah. a sellout, huh? Oh, what does yeah. that tell you about uh, having any principles, okay? You phony, baloney, uh, philandering piece of crap, you, Jesse. And then in the meantime, while he's, uh, while he's not doing his radio show with Michael Jackson on there, whimpering about how they're picking on him and all the, all the uh, black luminaries get uh, picked on, right? Him and Nelson Mandela. What a pile of crap, you know. But he's in there trying to get, like, three senators to sign on as if that's going to change something so they can reinsert the cube. Yeah. See, I put that in the uh, cube. Yeah, in the thing now because I guess we're going to be using that cube a lot. Okay. Randall Terry and Jesse Jackson, man, if that isn't a perfecta for you, I don't know what could be. Is that unbelievable or what? Huh? Unbelievable. Talk about con- con- cohabiting with uh, sw- swine. What is it I'm trying to say? Total sellout. 
Anyway, the Spanish-speaking societies of Puerto Rico, Mexico, Colombia, El Salvador, and Venezuela, for instance, all rated happier than most of Western Europe, while Spain itself trailed most of the region. What, what does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Similarly, the French, German, and Italian-speaking peoples of Switzerland all rated significantly happier than the peoples of France, Germany, and Italy. Huh. Culture may also color responses. In Japan, for example, which is noted for valuing conformity, one maxim holds that the nail that sticks out will get pounded down. Respondents may be less likely to identify themselves as very happy or very unhappy. They're kind of like, kum si kum sa. Consequently, despite its tremendous wealth, Japan ranks 42nd of the 82 societies, last among industrialized nations. They're not happy there. Maybe because there's so damn many of them. You think that might be it? That uh, could be, and everything's expensive, really, really expensive. Yeah. Puerto Rico seems less reserved about proclaiming its happiness. The per capita gross domestic product there is less than half of that of the U.S. mainland, while the homicide rate is more than three times as high. Factors that have helped to fuel the mass migration of islanders to the U.S. mainland. Still, to locals, this land of endless summer is La Isla del Encanto. It's on the license plate. La Isla del Encanto. Yeah, sure. The Latin temperament is to be very optimistic in many ways, said Lily Garcia, a radio and TV show host, newspaper columnist, and motivational speaker in Puerto Rico. You give Latin Americans open space and music and a drink in our hands, and we're happy. See, there you go. I need a little more than that. Open space, music, and a drink in your hands. That's a good start. Okay, now here's the uh, best. Number one, life satisfaction happiness ranking. Number one, Puerto Rico. Number two, Mexico. Number three, Denmark. Denmark. They got Copenhagen, huh? Denmark, they got uh, Tivoli Gardens. Very boring. They got a lot of uh, booze. Number four, speaking of booze, Ireland. And number five, Iceland, which I'm sure all they do is get plowed, right? I thought they had a huge suicide rate or something in Iceland. Where? Iceland. What, no, what are those Sweden. countries? Sweden. Well, that too. Them too. All those really, really I think Greenland. Greenland countries. I don't Greenland. Know. One of them. Worst, number 78 is Russia. Number 79 is Armenia. Number 80 is Ukraine. Number 81 is Zimbabwe. And number 82 is Indonesia. And this was taken before yesterday. How do you like that? The Indonesians ain't too happy. So there you go. That's uh, the latest of these 80 million surveys that they take. Who's happy, who's unhappy, who likes this, etc. and so on. 5670560, pound 560 on the uh, Verizon Singular Wireless line. Jesse Jackson and Randall Terry, man. That should tell you how, how low America has come. Scraping the bottom. WQAM, hello. Terry and Papa, Papa and Terry, Terry and Papa. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jimmy. By the way, we'll see you next football season. Hopefully not. WQAM, hello. How you doing, Neil? Thanks Pretty for speaking the truth. Yes. Uh, I was going crazy this weekend seeing these parents with their 6- and 7- and 12-year-old kids out here yeah. praying for Shivel. Uh-huh. It's driving me nuts. But you'll uh, notice, I got a bag of weed and no the, wrap. And I need no- something to smoke in. I might use an apple yeah, okay. and a tube. 5670560, pound 560. Shoop! <laughs> <laughs> On the Verizon Singer line. Yeah. Next time he's going to break out into the uh, bong song. Or maybe just the bong show. How's what's his name doing? Chuck and Barris. First, you know, I saw that movie, and it wasn't bad as a movie. You're right. I mean, I, a story I, I just in my head. Right. Uh, in the beginning, to say this is all you know, a bunch of crap. But just and right. it was, uh, not a bad movie. It was cute. No, I agree with you. The movie was pretty entertaining. Not that anybody in their right mind believes that. Right. He was, of course he was not. a hitman. Not that anybody that consorted with uh, <laughs> J.P. Morgan. And what was the silly uh, queen with a, a big mustache? Oh, uh, Rip Taylor. Rip Taylor. That's the one. Yeah. Uh. What what is that about? Um, I notice even on Squeal of Fortune now is that every time they have a male contestant, he is always like nine out of ten. It's your nine time. out of ten of them are just real screamers, huh? It's your time. As a matter of fact, one guy in there like last week, 
You know, at the end of the show, when they when they win and they go to the bonus round on Wheel of Fortune, and they always say, "Well, who's out there in the audience? Who have you got?" And they got the the husband or the wife or the uh, you know friends. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, there's uh, Tom. He's my uh, my partner. My partner. Excellent. How do you like that? Maybe I have thought, a lot practice. Wow. I thought to myself, "You fairy." <laughs> wow. I wonder where he's maybe, got that. Maybe the Cowboys, as in Howdy. Oh, look at this. Here's your buddy, P.R. Ralph. Why are you uh, sending this to me? You hey, see, you encourage hey. these people. Ralph's a good I guy. feel hurt in reference to your accusations. I only relay the issues. That I, no, it's not nothing to do with the issue. It was bad information. You told us that the game was rained out before it was, okay? Which uh, was a very important, muy importante to us, amigo, because we wanted that uh, time off. We wanted the rest of Because we're slackers like everybody else in the station, like everybody else in the world. Now you hurt my feelings, we should kiss and make up. No, not at all. That's for you, a raspberry. Yeah. says, I'm the one who long ago delivered the Donny Osmond records to you when you were on 610. Well, that's okay. Who cares? I had Donny Osmond right there in the studio. What do I need his records did, for? Did you take pictures? No. Was that before you were working? Oh, yeah. Donny Osmond and his wife, boy, his wife uh, left me really limp. You know, she was uh, in, in, the, in, in a control room looking, you know. Donny's wife? Yeah, with with great disapproval, especially some of the yeah. questions I was asking him. She was like, eh, really sneering, pacing up and down like a like a pregnant uh-huh. fox, shooting looks. And PRL says, "I'm not a Klingon. I hate Star Trek." Well, good for you. You're, you're a Klingon. He's you're a right. wannabe. He's all right. No, he's not. All right. He's all right. Ralph. He is. Terry Schiavo has just spoken. It says, oh, yeah, this, this, you know how, how many of these we've had already? You were on vacation last week. Yeah, this sorry. isn't funny, okay? It's not funny. Uh, juicy fruit. Yeah, with the, right. uh, the Indian and the cuckoo's nest. It's not funny, and it's not original. Everybody and their brother is uh, passing this around. Uh, juicy fruit. Crying out loud. What is wrong with you people? Insensitive and grotesque. Awaiting comments by the Reverend Jesse Jackson. Oh, boy. Stopping the judicial action. And and there's Rick Sanchez narrating it. What could be a more perfect uh, scenario all the way around? You got Rick Sanchez, Randall Terry, and the uh, the ever-opportunistic Jesse Jackson, who never met a photo op he didn't like. For both him and Bob and Mary Schindler. Bob and Mary Schindler. boy, Rick. How's that guy doing, by the way, speaking of people who brain dead, huh? Remember, that guy went into a coma, too, before he croaked. Isn't that kind of opportunistic right. that they got Rick's? Yeah, kind of interesting. It's the yin and the yang, man. Rick Sanchez hit that guy in front of the stadium. He went into a vegetative state, and then he died. Yeah. WQAN, hello. Hey, how you doing? Yes, sir. Yeah. What are you screaming about? I want about? you to know that Jesse Jackson is an American hero, proven yeah. hero. Yeah. Do you know that? What does that mean? You remember the hostage when not even the president... Yeah, he's got some hostage good hostage. stuff and some bad stuff. Yeah, that's great. And how about Michael Jackson? Is that, uh, yeah, is that I legitimate? Michael Jackson. Yeah, well, I figure it's okay. I hope yeah. uh, maybe you can go sleep with him. You're too old, though, I think. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a Verizon singular rival song. How about that illegitimate uh, child, huh? That love child? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an American hero. He's a slime ball, is what he is. Another low life. B.S. artist. Oh, he can turn anything into a racial thing. Just see that? In fact, Terry probably is going to turn out to have like a little black inner before Reverend Jackson gets done. You notice all these people are reverends. You ever notice that? I'm I sure did you notice have. it, sure. Come to QAM. Hello, hello. Reverend Line. QAM. Line one never is never there. QAM, hello. Hello once. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. Yep. Uh, how you doing? I had a radio accident this uh, morning. Fire report. Ron and Ron. I know they probably already Ron and Ron. Paul and Ron, sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, I know you probably already know that they're, they're uh, ripping you off with doing uh, bits at the rejoins now. Yeah. Well, this morning they did, uh, they were going to do a Michael Jackson update to the trial, and they played one of their own productions, which is horrible, 
and it was say, 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 and they they ripped off the whole line from your bit about affections and little boys give me, you know, whatever. Oh, my God. Three yeah. times they used that chorus, and then they threw in a little bit of their own lyrics. Good. I hope somebody turns them in, man. I hope they get a $50 million fine. All right. Take it easy, Bill. Thanks for the bad news. Well, there you go. At least they're consistent, okay? Applaud you. Nothing but a ripoff artist. You never had an original. Even when you fart, it smells like omelets is what I'm hearing. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. And, and on, like, alternate Tuesday and Thursday, they said it smells like toast. Sure likes to tell him where to stick that. Tube! <laughs> 10.56 at QAM. We got the mole man at This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. You failed. Any questions? Some of that reverend money. <laughs> See, that was back in the day when Pettigrew was uh, doing some funny stuff. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, that was a long Good time ago, though. It's 1102 at 560 WQAM. Wait till you hear this fax we got, man. It is incredible. It's right on target, too, as a matter of fact. I think we ought to have people like marching and protesting outside the QM studios to make sure that Lenny Martez is never put on the air again. He's a good guy, personally, but yeah. Okay, here's the poll so far. Which of these applies to your morning listening habits? And of course, morning could be spelled either way, with or without a U. 413 votes. Since Stern left, I listened to Hank. 103. The Humper. Doing it. Thank God for that, man. They're uh, all over you. That was funny. Only listen to Neil on QM90. Joe Rosen, AM53. So Hank's beaten a, a little dog by about two to one. He's beaten the pants off of him. 
Listen to Stern on another station, 34, which had better not be that Beasley station, or I'm going to like uh, have a congressional investigation as soon as we get done with Bob Franken on CNN and Terry Scheibel and Jesse Jackson and Randall Terry, and, of course, the Reverend Pat, uh, what's his name? Mahoney. Uh, Mahoney. NPR in the AM, 31, including George. Air America in the AM, 31. Uh-oh. Paul and Ron in the AM, 15. Well, they like our material so much they want to hear it again. Sure. Since, since Stern left, no QAM in the AM, 15. Oh, there's Jesse. Uh, police sources tell me that his advance, his advance team has assured them that he's not planning to try and get arrested, not planning to trespass, and uh, the strongest indication of that is he's going to be holding a news conference afterwards and making himself available to the media. Now, of course, all of this almost obscures the story here, which is the story of a woman who is dying. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Now, since Stern left no QM and AM 15, Bob and Tom at AM 14. Look how fast they're moving up. They're good. They're great. Don't listen to radio in AM 14. In fact, let me ask you this. Oh, I don't even want to go through it. You know what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? I mean, no, if I, Hank... Yeah. Huh? What? Nothing. No, because Hank was kicking ass for all those years in the afternoon and doing great in Mad Dog in that two to four slot. And if we'd have had Bob and Tom in AM, see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's been suggested before, over oh. and over, over the years. But then again, what have they got to do with sports? The only sport right. they talk about is like when the Indy 500 is going on. Right. Not a sports show. Right. Don't listen to radio in the AM 14. I listen to music radio in the AM 12. And the big O oh. finally got one. And that was a sympathy vote because they said, somebody please vote for the big oh. And they did. Thank you. The big O thanks you. You make them feel like a real broadcaster. Not as good as any Martez and speak of that. Here's a fax. This is one of the great faxes we've ever gotten. You know, the calls, generally speaking, most of them are crap, but the fax is pretty good. Whatever happened to our friend Lyle, by the way? Remember, he said he wasn't going to be a chronic. I don't care what he said. Oh, please, come on. He <laughs> said he wasn't going to be a chronic. Oh, God. Since it was probably an assumed name. I'm sure he's And when you were on vacation that. last week, you should have seen some of the uh, stuff that got through, you know, that I was being sent by Miguel because, he, you know, he's unaware of most anything. <laughs> But, uh, you know, they, they just well, that's, wait. That's why you say the faxes are great. I send you one out of ten. No, but they are great. You don't think so? The, the one out of ten that I send you are, are great. Absolutely. Well, I'm not talking about the garbage. You right. Know, that, that, <laughs> see, that's another good point. With the faxes, you can pick and choose through them as opposed that's to right. the phone calls where you got, like, uh, you know, actually. I speak you know, and like choose. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. So think about Howard Stern. I used to listen to Howard Stern. I'm a big Howard Stern fan. Right. But it got very aggravating when QAM would be uh, cutting up and siphoning up, up the yeah. show. They, they, they so you know what? Listen. I would yeah. rather not listen to it or have it all chopped up like that. There's right. no way. It was unlistenable. And to quote something from, from Lenny Martez, it was unpredictable that they made it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Everybody's piling on Lenny Martez. That's because he was a, That's a good sign, though. He was on with Curtis last night, 7 to 10 o'clock, which is not really what you call primo time listening time, but somebody must have been hearing it, and, of course, they're not too happy about it. I apologize for it, by the way. Our management, forgive them, Father, because they know not what they do. There's another good example. I mean, I came in here yesterday afternoon to do something, I guess to check something online, and I opened up the pod, as I'm in the habit of doing, forgetting, of course, that was on. And I heard that squeaking going on, and I thought, what is that? How can that be right there in the middle of afternoon dive, you know? How can that sound? And by the way, he'll be on 7 to 10 tonight at Hollywood Dog Track. It's just a little warning. Curtis is on by himself, 4 to 7. Mad Dog will be back tomorrow, for those who write the schedule down on your wrist like in Memento. Now, here's a fax from Bob and Coral Springs, proving what I'm saying. The faxes, many of them are great, the ones that get here. He says... I'm 52 years old. Well, congratulations, Bob. You're a young pup compared to an old fart like me. 
52 years old. I've been listening to radio for over 45 years. Well, guess what, Bob? I've been working in radio for 45 years. How do you like that? Oh, jeez. I started waking up to Herb Oscar Anderson on the AM Powerhouse 77 WABC New York City. Hello again. Here's my best to you. Remember Herb Oscar Anderson? Of course not. No. Yeah, but you heard some of them jingles. Yes. All those WABC jingles. They were great, man. It was the heyday of radio, personality radio, when radio was really great, when AM radio was something that, that people actually wanted. They coveted it. They loved it. It was part of their lives as opposed to just a bunch of static. Anyway, Bob says, because of business, I've lived all over the country, been able to listen to some great personalities in markets like L.A., Dallas, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Chicago, Washington, D.C., New York City, and now Miami. Sure, folks like you, Hank, Mad Dog, Joe Rose, etc., are true professionals whom I'm sure could broadcast on the station of your choice anywhere in the U.S., eh? However, and of course, Bob telling us something that we already know, but it needs to be said again, Bob, you're right. However, in general, the Miami-Fort Lauderdale radio market sucks. Absolutely correct, sir. And in particular, WQAM is unique, he says. Sure, new up-and-comers need a break, and the fact that folks like George and Curtis Stevenson are given an opportunity is great. Both have matured and grown enjoyable to listen to. However, are your programmers deaf? Yes. Not listening, or don't they give a schmidt? Asked Bob. See, even he's using my material. Last evening, I had to turn off QAM because of the Lenny Martez... Not because of Lenny Martez, but because of the, like a thing. And I think he's got a point. Lenny is more like a thing than like a person. Does he have a speech impediment or has he had a stroke? He is horrible and 100% listenable, is what Bob says. 100% listenable. Man, oh man. He's enough to make you want to take the tube. Allowing him on the air eradicates any part of professionalism WQA may be trying to obtain. Professionals like you, Hank, manage, need to insist that he be removed and never allowed in the same room as a microphone is what he says. That's what Bob says in Coral Springs. How do you like that? Are we going to insist it? I mean, keep in mind. That's where you see some arm problems. Yeah. (laughs) This is the same station that put the crow on the ear, who is not only unlistenable, but unliterate. I like that one. Yeah, unliterate. He just, uh... Manny Ramirez. Right. I mean, it makes for some comic relief, you know. Well, what can I tell you? We just got... Bad management, man. We got mismanagement. She wears a nice skirt, bad haircut. Mismanagement. Just like a week ago. Was it a week? Two weeks ago yesterday. Wasn't it two weeks? Time flies. What? Because you were there when we had that episode. Oh, yeah. With Joyce and Doug uh-huh. and Clarence and a bunch of uh, nervous right. Nellies, yeah, a bunch of hysterical there. people. Uh, that, that right there should tell you everything you need to know about the kind of uh, outfit that we're working for. That's why you hear that kind of swill on the ear. I mean, we, we got plenty of bodies around, right? Yeah, we got bodies. No, no, seriously. Like, for example, Troy and then the Beast. I'm not a big Beast fan, quite frankly, as far as on the air. But he certainly is a hell of a lot better than uh, Lady Martez or uh, or that thing. Huh? Yeah. You'd have to ask the management of our radio station, Bob, why it is that they put on people who, on, on the very face of it, are absolutely unlistenable, unqualified to be on the air. have voices from a hell who make us sound like scratching nails on a blackboard, like that bit we got, you know? Right. Which I don't play often enough, by the way. I agree. That one. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll even do it. Oh, right. we got to play the Lenny Martez thing, too. Whatever you're driving... Yeah. <laughs> you accuse me of picking on the Puerto Rican. Oh, is he Puerto Rican? Yes, he is. He's very dark. They have them there. I understand that. And so, so and how about in Cuba? They don't have dark folks in Cuba? Absolutely. Are you picking on dark folks now again? Not me. Next thing, you'll be picking on the Reverend Jesse Jackson, man, and his love child. Shame on you, man. Shame on you. Jeff. Racist bastard, you. 
What are we going to do about those Jamaicans, by the way? Okay, here's the deal. Which of these applies to your morning listening habits? This is a very, very important poll with that trend coming out Friday morning at 1130. People are going to be listening all over town, baby. 1130, they're going to be glued in to 560 WQAM. They're going to be on top of it. They're going to be squeezing their radios. Because, you know, the, the verdict is still out if we can make a comeback from Greg's uh, 80th nervous breakdown from our latest floor mat change. One day it's Pharrell, and then it's uh, Mo, and then it's uh, Joe, and then it's uh, uh, Stern, and it's Hank. And, I mean, you know what? It's like, this is like a radio mix master. Right. Like, like a, a radio food processor, like, a, like an audio processor. Huh? La machine. Yeah, well, Remember that? Yeah, Steve. Careful. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, man, I feel so much Jesus better now. Jesus Christ. Oh, God, that was good. Cleared my sinuses out like crazy. Yeah. Boy, you ought to see the sun is shining. I bet you it's like maybe almost double digits already. Let me take a puke and see how we're doing. Oh, it's 10. Oh. This is the first time this year it's been in double digits in uh, T.O. Oh. Very exciting. Go for in the GT, eh? 10 to get uh, going to be 15. They're going to be near 60. It's already 50. Wow, that is fantastic. What are all these people screaming about? I'm sealing the area off prior to the start of the withdrawal process. Oh, I see. Bunch of crazy Jews and Arabs. Since Stern left, I listen to Hank. Oh, look at that. It's way past time for the break. I'll get back to that afterward. But I'm getting so carried away with all this good stuff and that great facts. That was a good fax, Bob. We like excellent faxes. Phone calls, eh, you know. Wait till we get on serious, though, man. Get calls from all over the country on our toll-free line. Let's talk to somebody in Abilene, Kansas. I'll feel just like Larry King, uh -huh. you know, old and hunchback. Right? Right. Ooh. Although I will not be wearing a bag. Now, isn't, didn't somebody tell us uh, something about that? I forget exactly what they said. About Larry and his bag? Yeah. We know that uh, he wears the pants. Well, that's what it was about Remember? June Allison is sitting in the green room during the show every they night. Photographs of garbage. Bring a new box of pens in every mm -hmm. hand during every break. That's bad. His new young wife changes them, I'm sure. I see. Kind of like uh, Mrs. Wallace on, on The Passions. Right. Who's going to change her diapers now that Precious is gone? 14 past 11 at 560 WQAM. If you look in the mirror and thinking you could be doing a hell of a lot better if you had some hair, well, of course you could. And if you want to get a great-looking head of hair instead of a mousy-looking piece, call the best in the universe, Charles Alfieri. Now, Charlie's been helping the famous and not-so-famous look sensational for over 30 years now. About 30, man. For a damn long time. Charlie's created the best, most natural system, the natural hairline system available anywhere. Now, keep in mind, the most critical area of any hair system is the hairline. If it looks like a dead animal, not so good. If it looks like real hair growing out of your scalp, then it's great. And, of course, Charlie's new skin-like hair system is 100% detectable. It looks like hair is growing, like I said, right out of your head. And you got nothing to lose but that shiny bald spot because you try, you try Charlie's system for 30 days. About 30, man. For about a month. And after a month, if you don't love the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're not getting like action like crazy, if you're not getting pawed at and clawed at and just yanked, uh, then return it for a full refund. Make the call today, toll-free, 1-800-321-2413, and tell Charlie you heard about it here on the famous Neil Rogers Show to get you your special $200 QM discount off the regular $800 price of that natural hairline system. Charlie's new skin-like hair system is the best in the universe, so forget about the holes in the head, forget about all those dangerous pills. Get yourself a great-looking head of hair. You look better and younger than you ever dreamed you could again with Charles's natural hairline system. 1-800-321-2413 or on the Wicked Web. It's charlesalfieri.com. You're listening to Neil Rogers. The mystery out of rent their car or a truck in Miami. Call Budget at 305-871-3053 to reserve whatever vehicle you need. Whether for a day or a week or that special weekend, Budget has a wide variety of late, low-mileage cars and trucks to meet your driving needs. You can always count on great budget rates and service to make your rental experience uniquely budget.
Get out of the ordinary. <laughs> you fairy. Eight sounds that you hate. But I'm an idiot, and I think they're really great. I doubt that you can't handle one or two, much less all eight. Eight sounds that you hate. The men from the boys, they will surely separate. I'll tell you what they are. Guaranteed you'll go. I like fingernails on a blackboard. When people crack their neck or their knuckles. When I rub styrofoam together. That just makes me chuckle. Eight sounds you can't stand. Which you could tolerate if you were a handsome man I am. Add to the list of eight. A fork and a knife. Scraping on a plate. Scraping on a plate. Scraping on a plate. Here's one I really love. You might want to try it. Give me feedback in my headphones. Oh yeah, that's more like it. A little more, a little more over there, a little more. Eight sounds so unique. Now let's review so you can really, really freak. Fingernails on a blackboard. When people crack their neck or their knuckles. Rub and styrofoam together. Cause it makes me chuckle. I like brand new sneakers on a gym floor. Raising an aluminum window. When a dentist is drilling my molars. That makes me say bingo. My voice singing on his record. Utensils on fine china. If these sounds give you the shivers. That makes you a whiner. Hey, do you go nuts if someone bites their fork like this? Because I love it. Here, I'll do it again. Do you have a nervous system left? How about the squeegee wiping a window while I crack my neck? <laughs> Suffer, you wimps. Suffer, wimps. Oh, wait. I got one more. Bobby. I'll call him and ask him what I come and pray with him and be with him. And I was anxious to do so. Because this is one of the profound moral, ethical issues of our time. The saving of Terry's life. Did you see who it was that slept him up to the microphone? It was Randall Terry, by the way, that noted terrorist. Yes, yeah, terrorist. Anyway, I don't want to hear our Reverend Jesse makes me sick. A former public school official has been accused of plotting with a Broward County man in the 90s to raise money and recruit Muslim extremists to fight in Bosnia, Kosovo, Chechnya, and Somalia. A criminal complaint issued in Miami last December and unsealed yesterday charges Kifa Wael Jayusi, 43, formerly of Detroit, and Kassim Daher, formerly of Broward County, the Detroit Free Press says. 
Authorities said Yayusi, a former assistant superintendent, was arrested Sunday at Detroit Metro Airport after stepping off a flight from Amsterdam. How do you like that? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. U.S. Customs agents detained him after a routine computer check showed he was wanted on the federal warrant. Jayusi made a brief appearance Monday at federal court in Detroit, where prosecutors requested that he be sent to Miami. Sooner or later, all the slime winds up in Miami. U.S. Magistrate Judge Stephen Whalen ordered Jayusi held for a bond hearing tomorrow when his lawyer, John Posner, could be present. He's in the hospital right now. He can't be there today. But he'll be there tomorrow. Jayusi and Daher are charged with conspiring to provide material support and resources for terrorism and conspiracy to kill, kidnap, maim, or injure people or damage property in a foreign country. Isn't that lovely? Pathetic. She is being starved to death. And they ought to start working on you next, Jesse, by the way. That would be a good idea. You could afford to lose an ounce or two. Hoping to put questions about his motives and his wife's condition to rest, Michael Scheibel will have an autopsy performed on Terry after she dies. That is, unless some of these lunatics, the Schmidt disturbers, get that tube reinserted. His attorney said yesterday, Michael Scheibel, he believes it's important to have the public know the full and massive extent of the damage to Mrs. Scheibel's brain that occurred through the cardiac arrest in 1990, George Filo said. The surprise announcement clearly was made to combat persistent allegations that Michael Scheibel planned to cremate his wife's body to destroy evidence of her medical condition. We didn't feel it was appropriate to talk about an autopsy prior to Mrs. Scheibel's death, but again, because claims have been made by opponents of carrying out her wishes that there was some motive behind the cremation of Mrs. Scheibel, we felt it was necessary to make that announcement, Philo said. Philo's also disputed a suggestion earlier in the day by Terry Scheibel's father, Bob Schindler, that she might be receiving an overdose of morphine to expedite the process to kill her. How do you like that? Yeah, Philo said Terry Scheibel, who spent her 11th day without food or water yesterday, had twice received... Five milligrams of the painkiller over the past few days, the lowest dose available. We're not going to do anything to hasten or postpone natural death, said Mike Bell, spokesman for Woodside Hospice. They uh, were saying last night that sometimes they give morphine to the patient, even though they have no feeling, just to pacify the relatives, you know, make them feel better about it, Mm -hmm. just so they're sure that there's really no pain. Oh, look at that. Interrupting Jesse Jackson. Boy, you grandstander, you. Victims of yesterday's earthquake. How do you like that? There he is. Mm -hmm. Man, somebody ought to pull the cue on him. Wow. How sad for the world. Amnesia? No, see, he's got amnesia. He just finally admitted what the problem is. Five six seven oh five sixty. See, this is the turning of the season situation here. And I'm telling you right now, this whole scratchy throat thing, that's what this is all about. So it can go one of two different ways, you know? Either I can adapt real fast or I could be out for like, oh, I don't know, two, three months. So they ought to kiss the ground at Georgia's standby to fill in that. Yeah. Uh, huh? And then, of course, two or three months, and then all of a sudden it's that summer schedule. Oh, oh man. Wouldn't that be something? I'd be taking a bunch of calls here right now, but there's only I only see one flashing on the board. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless line. Pretty sad. Pretty sad how uh, the mighty have fallen. You know, we'll find out on Friday. WQAM. Hello. The big old sucks. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. He's back. And that one call, and I say one call, no calls, because that doesn't qualify as a real call. Just like when we started this morning with Prozac Ron. Not a call on the board. I'll wait. I'm going to say, in fact, let's do the break, and then when we come back, you're going to take like 600 calls in a row. We'll you are listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560. Oh, my God, your breasts are beautiful. Now, Michael, I want you to answer as truthfully as you can. State your name for the record. Michael Jackson. What did you give the children that stayed with you at Neverland? Give them hot milk, cookies. Anything else? Handcuffs. If a boy wanted to sleep with you... I wouldn't have a problem with it. Have you had sexual relations before? Yes. With who? Elephants and giraffes and crocodiles and tigers and lions. Your accuser said he saw you naked. 
Did he see your privates? Absolutely, yes. And? He was very swollen. Very swollen? You'd be amazed how often I hear that. Well, how about this? Billy Jean is not my lover. She took the girl. Says that I am the one. But the kid is not my son. <laughs> yeah, it's 1131. I don't want to say Jesse Jackson is a grandstander, an opportunist, a charlatan, but you'll notice that there are two big, big stories mm -hmm. now, or at least the media tells us that there are two that we're supposed to be very concerned about. And number one, of course, is Terry, and uh, she's dying over there. And number two is the Michael Jackson trial. And you notice who uh, right. whose radio show was Michael on over the weekend? Reverend Jesse Jackson, the Reverend. Remember what Jesus said: "When two or more are gathered in my name, I shall be there with you." That's what the Je maybe Jesse. Maybe the J stands for Jesus and yeah. not Jesse. No, but Jesse's uh, it's that way, but with cameras. When two or more cameras are gathered together, and now he's you. right there with Randall Terry and a bunch of other <laughs> oh, uh, in Pinellas Park uh, doing his thing for Terry, and they wouldn't let him inside to uh, say hello or goodbye or give her. And uh, over the weekend, they gave her the last rites and they put a little wine, a little drop of wine, just a drop. Jesus. Sisters, right? Remember, like Marlon said in Godfather, just a drop <laughs> on her lips. Yeah, just a drop. Bad news from Iraq again. I thought everything was going well. Oh, we're fine. I'm so tired of this. Prime Minister Iyad Alawi walked out of a meeting of Iraq's parliament today after angry scenes erupted with assembly members berating Shiite and Kurdish leaders for failing to agree on a government. He walked out. The Speaker of Parliament ordered journalists to leave and declared the meeting would be held in secret after politicians, one of them a leading member of Alawi's bloc, denounced the failure to reach agreement two months after the historic January 30th About 30, man. polls. Heading into their second ever National Assembly session today, negotiators struggled over the issue of bringing Sunni Arabs into the government. A step officials hope will quell the Sunni-led insurgency. They got Soros over there, baby. Just when we keep getting told everything is hunky-dory, or as Bob Schieffer would say, okie-dokie. In the Oki Finoki Swamp. And, and, you know, since he did that, I have not watched CBS Evening News. And I, I never really did once. Until they get his ass off of there, I will not watch the CBS Evening News ever again. <clears throat> 519 votes on a poll. Which of these applies to your morning listening habits? Since turn left, I listen to Hank. 130. About 30, man. 130. I only listen to Neil on QAM, 110. Joe Rosen, AM, 58. Hank's got to beat by more than 2 to 1. He's walloping his big head and his ass. NPR in the AM 43, Air America in the AM 42, I listen to Stern on another station 39, don't listen to radio in the AM 21, Paul and Ron in the AM oh my God. 21, Bob and Tom in the AM 19, since Stern left, no QAM in the AM 19, <laughs> oh, who came up with this crap? I did. I listen to music radio in the AM 14, and the big oh. in the AM has got three votes. Oh. He is really rock solid, man. Out of 519. We could actually do a 1,000 a day if we put our nose to the grindstone, Josh, but should we bother? Oh, sure. You are so, you know, since the food stopped coming in, you're just like uh, you know, you off your feet. Would you, would you get Howie's? Yeah, Howie's. Howie's thing. Yeah, but that's, you know, I'm not knocking Howie's. Howie's is great, and we love them, and we thank them profusely, but that's very pedestrian. I mean, you know, I, I, that's not a good way of putting it. You, you know what I'm saying. Oh, I'll take another ribeye if they want to come on down. Are you begging for food now? No. Shameless. Next thing I know, Hank's going to be telling me, I was at Morton's Steakhouse the other night, and there was Josh Cordes and his girlfriend eating, you know, or and Mom. And Howard David was picking up the check. And yeah, oh, yeah, that's the, the, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't think Mo is going to be bonding with Josh Cordes anytime soon. Well, if Josh would just let him. In fact, last week, remember the day we had when uh, they had some technical problem? Not, not that we ever have any at QAM, but the audio vault crashed right before 2 o'clock? Mm -hmm. You don't know about this, do you? Nope. So... Josh tells me, uh, you know, play another bit. They they can't uh, they can't play the music for Ken to do the the music bed for him to do the update. Like we we need a music bed, 
And so I played another bit, and then we're sitting here like it's 2.03, it's 2.04, and then finally they come on without the music bed, and I'm always going on about, oh, Cordis, all Josh Cordis had to do was say, go, just go ahead, go, you know. And somehow blaming Josh for the fact that they couldn't get their act together there at 2 o'clock. What do you expect them to do? Blame you. Blame anybody but him. All he had to do was come on and vamp for a couple of minutes, but that would have been, you know, probably not in his contract. Here's a fax from Pat in North Carolina. What I tell you about these faxes, man, this is where it's at. Calls, you got to, you know, I'm, I'm just not into this begging for calls thing anymore. I just can't handle it. That pole building stuff, man, that really, the, the one thing about that retardo guy, man, he's right about that. Pole building blows. He's right. He's right. Yeah, I agree. Pat says, I've been listening for over 10 years. I recently moved because of work from West Palm. Now listen to you on the Internet. Thank God for the Internet, Pat. Wait till we get on serious. I cannot get stern in the morning due to the ultra-conservative radio here in North Carolina, but Bob and Tom is here. They're great, and they get my vote. Good choice. Afternoons, I listen to the Love Doctors, West Palm via the net. They do nothing but praise and mention great respect about you and your comments. It says, I've never heard you mention them, probably because Clear Channel sucks. And I've never mentioned them because I never heard them, the Love Doctors. Have you? No, I've heard of them. Is oh, it? and not so good. But anyway, it says, uh, so many Tar Heel fans here, it's nuts. What the hell is a Tar Heel? Go Spartan, says Pat. Nice going, Pat. Good facts all the way around. Except the part about uh, the love. I don't know about them. And why And why would they be talking about me? I guess they're in Palm Beach. I guess that makes sense. I've heard they've been you before. I beg your pardon? I've heard about no, that. No, I know that. Yeah. We, we get that all the time. But what does that mean? It's like that guy in Orlando, that loser in the afternoon, Jim uh, Phillips. Okay. All these Orlando people th that think that we care about radio in Orlando, which we don't. But, oh, you know, Jim Phillips always talks so highly about it. Jim Phillips is, uh, you know, he is what he is. Little League, man. Little League is a step away from, like, Lenny Martez. WQAM, hello. Hey, good morning, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Hey, I, had, uh, I never listened to your show until you guys got Howard on it. Right. Now that Howard's gone, I listen to Howard, but as soon as he's off the air, I switch back over to you. I think you have a great show. Thank God for you, Pally. That's uh, what we're hoping for, man, that we got a little slop off there from that disastrous experiment. Boy, that's Thank a hard station to get out of West Palm, but I'm trying. But switch back to you, guy. you got a great show. Thanks. Thanks a lot, man. Have a great day. How do you like that? There's one. We're building our audience slowly, one at a time, baby, one at a time. See, that's good. we got a stern person that's stuck with us. Because that stern experiment, boy, I could write a book just about that part. Of course, if I wanted to write, I could write an encyclopedia. I could write a whole series of books about the QAM experience from before we even started on the air, about that studio that would be ready on December 30th that wasn't going to be ready, mm -hmm. and about that check that uh, somebody had to write out of his personal account because corporate uh, didn't understand the deal. Remember that? About the yeah, OJ golf, the OJ golf tournament, all of these things, being stuck on there at 9 o'clock in the morning, all of these things, man, and we're still here. You talk about a guy that succeeds in spite of himself. There is your close personal friend and General Mangler, okay? That's who I'm talking about right now, in case anybody has any doubts. Greg. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Greg Reed. It just, you know, every time you think that he got up real fast and the horseshoe fell out, it, come to find out there was a spare in there. And it's just amazing to me. Okay, I've got, got, got to intersperse these uh, 500. Um, oh, and here's, here's something pretty interesting that most people aren't aware of. You know, these good religious people that are all protesting outside there with the Reverend Jesse and everybody else and right. Randall Terry, that terrorist, mm -hmm. and that media hound, Reverend Pat Mahoney. As protests outside the hospice housing Terry Schiavo in her final days mounted last week, numerous newspaper reports, many based on an AP account, mentioned or quoted 10-year-old Joshua Heldreth and or his father, Scott Heldreth. Joshua was one of several youngsters arrested for crossing police lines in Pinellas Park in an effort to take water to Schiavo. None of the stories reveal that Scott Heldreth, a religious activist and anti-abortion crusader, is a registered sex offender in Florida until the Charlotte Observer mentioned it on Sunday. 
A widely published AP story on Sunday by Alan G. Breen had, I wonder what happened to, happened to Bobby Breen, had painted a warmer picture of the Heldritz, noting that it was young Josh who insisted that his father take him to the protest from their home in North Carolina, not the other way around. God's with me, Josh said. The article continued, Scott Heldrith, a veteran of the Operation Rescue and Operation Save America campaigns against abortion, didn't intend to join this fight until his son asked to be brought to Pinellas Park. My wife and I, we felt like if God really put it on his heart, we should come down to allow him to live out what God had put on his heart, said Heldrith, a carpenter. Oh, just like Jesus. Yes, eh? The story said, and just like Karen and Richard. The story said some of the children at the protest carried signs accusing Terry Shavo's husband of murdering her and urging that he be sent to jail. The Charlotte Observer story, however, revealed that Heldreth had pleaded guilty to sexual battery, was in jail for parts of 92 and 93, according to court records, and served time on probation. The former Naperville, Florida resident remains listed on the Florida Department of Law Enforcement Sex Offender Registry, the Observer reported, but he's not registered on North Carolina's. The NC equivalent applies to offenders convicted after January 196. According to the story... Heldreth claimed that his religious beliefs came to him while in jail. What a novel concept, isn't it? Sure. He found the Lord in a slammer. Before then, he said, I basically agreed with everyone trying to kill Terry Schiavo. Then he said he accepted Christ and turned his life around. Now, he declined to discuss specifics of the incident that led to his jail time, but online research shows that Heldreth was arrested after an incident at Ohio University and charged with two counts of rape and one count of kidnapping. Other than that, he's just a wonderful guy. Did you get that? Two counts of rape and one count of kidnapping. Kidnapping. I wonder if right. that was in the But he went in a slammer and he found the Lord. He found Jesus in there. And he got out his nails and his hammer. Probably built a uh, hell of a big uh, cross there over the weekend, when you think, on right. Easter weekend. And then he bore it? Then, then he uh, tore it and bore it. Tore a bora. Or maybe just tore a ligament. I don't know. Yeah, these are all these. And the fact that Jesse Jackson is there with Randall Terry... If you look up the term sellout in the dictionary, there it is. There's his puss right there. You're listening to you phony you, you opportunist, you exploiter, you grave robber, you. It's Howard. Howard David. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story. They came from Australia with a dream and the name of a road improvement sign. They we're men at work. Why? Why? One album, and then we're finished. Why? Men at Work's lead singer, Colin Hay, could never reconcile with the band's lack of future success. His anger left him with a distorted picture of why they were successful in the first place. Obviously, the people want references to being Australian and the names of roadway improvement signs. That's got to be it. Colin's misdirected odyssey led him to form a string of new bands, each one more of a failure than the last. First, there was Lane End's Merge Left. Good day, good day, I'm Australian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then, traffic finds doubled in construction zones. Put it on a shrimp on the barbie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And finally, the unfortunate crew working in trees. Oh, I made Men at work. They tried everything to find success, but they failed. That's why they're all doing pornography now. It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business. Tonight, on Inside the Behind. 11.47, 13 at 560 WQM. We got the Mole Man at 2 o'clock. We got Curtis Stevenson for a Mad Dog at 4. And then we got Geldy. <laughs> squeaking his way through 3 hours, 7 to 10 at Hollywood uh, Greyhound track, followed by Eddie K. That's our schedule today. No ball games. We got no Panther games. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. Look at that phone, man. WQAM, hello. 
Uh, yes, I would like to take the opportunity to quote Re Reverend Jesse Jackson in saying, Give me your money or you're all going to burn in hell. Your pal, one of your oh, people. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's probably over your house on the weekend with his guayabera and his uh, sure, right. maybe a noche yeah, party. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and singular wireless line. You notice every call is coming in on six. What does that mean? I, I don't know. It's a, one of the primaries, I guess. Is that what it is? I'm just guessing. I thought the primaries were in March. Not here. Of course, that's the only one that's ringing anyway. Now, see, we're not going to build those. I think I'm going to go back like you suggested, just uh, building up my pile every day. I think that'd be a real good idea. Uh, I like your pile. I'll bet you do. WQAM, hello. Neil God. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, Mo is taking a shot at you. Uh, no. No. It. Yeah, he said that if, it, if you ever seen uh, Neil and Gelgi in the same room, and no yeah. one understood what he was talking about. Yeah. And uh, George, uh, he also, you know, he's obsessive-compulsive. You know that? He's a what? Obsessive-compulsive. He, Compulsive he's got, what? Uh, he's got a, that disorder. He, he's worried about backsplash. He has to take a shower. I think it's a little backsplash in the toilet. Yeah, well, we all have our thing, pal, okay? We all have our thing. What's your excuse? Right. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. Like like little children, we're, like five year Most kids in the baby. Have you ever seen you in Geldy? And George is worried about the backsplash. Blah, blah, blah. Like little yeah, kids in the sandbox. That's what I'm saying. On a scale of zero, man, your calls blow, okay? Your calls just suck. WQAM, Hello. Uh, yes, my name is Robert. I'm from Miami. I'm calling off. Uh, guys was talking about um, uh, Intermistic Conversation Friday. They was talking about uh, a movie, a, a comedy kung fu. It's called Kung Fu Hustle. I had the copy about a month ago, so it's awesome. Okay. All right. Thanks, Robert. Okay. Uh, Don't care. That was George. That was some of your crap. Kung Fu this. Kung Fu Hustle. Got it. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Can you do the Paul Harvey bit? Can I do it? The Paul Harvey bit? What Paul Harvey bit? The one where he's rolling up a, a doobie. The bong one? He's not rolling up a doobie. He's talking about okay, the, bong, the bong, man. Don't you know the difference between a doobie and a, 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 a bong? Careful how you say that. No, I you can't. Really, be careful. I just got you playing that the other day. Get, get with it. See, I'm going to prove the point today right now. In fact, this is going to, I'm going to convince myself this is going to be very, very good for my own mental state. You'll see. You'll see the after effects in days to come. Can't wait. Oh, and the, like the scratchy throat turning into like a strep throat? Oh. WQAM, hello. <laughs> Yeah, Neil, what's up, brother? How you doing, Pally? Listen, can you do that bit with the Richard No, Lee we're not uh, doing requests. WQAM, hello. George. Yeah. Hey, George, uh, have you ever seen the movie In the Cut with Meg Ryan? Yes. No. Uh, what are you answering the question for, oh, okay? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless Lines. WQAM, hello. Yes, who? Yes, who? <laughs> 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 you were fair with Richard Roma. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Is the mad delivery driver. Yeah. I just want to thank the president for these low gas prices he's given us. Uh-huh. That's basically it, man. That's basically it. Okay, thanks, mad delivery driver, whoever the hell you are. Who's that? Mm -hmm. WQAM, hello. Is this WQAM? Let me say it again. WQAM. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, I'd like to speak to Neil if I could. You're speaking to him right now. Speaking to Neil. Okay, here's what I wanted to say. I just yes. heard on the news that um, Jerry Fowler had a massive heart attack when he found out that Jesse Jackson was with Terry. Uh huh. And his spokesman. We can said, only pray. He's in the hospital. Pardon me. He is in a hospital. Oh yeah, he's absolutely. Oh good. I thought you were just joshing me, man. Oh no, and what they've got? Though. They have a spokesman for him saying he plans on checking out the same time Terry does. And he wants <laughs> to see Jesse keep that. Oh. Oh, great. Let's pull out that cue right now. Okay. 
Thanks for the good news. That made my day. Oh, no, that's bad. Isn't that bad? Absolutely not. You see what I mean about the Lord? The Lord is P.O.'d and fired up, man. And he gave you a little warning with that. Uh, you know, he gave me a little leeway there of a many thousand miles with that uh, earthquake in uh, Asia yesterday in Sumatra. Ever been in Sumatra? No, have you? How about Josh? You've been in Sumatra? Josh has been in New York City, by the way, which means he's also been in Schenectady and Albany and Buffalo and Rochester and Elmira. Troy. No, does it? No. But, uh, that's what he was trying to tell. Oh, him. I see. See, he thinks that New York City is all over. And believe me, if you haven't been in upstate New York, you've missed absolutely nothing. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So that's like a compliment. Do not go to upstate. Don't waste your time. I won't. Oh, but Neil, you're from Rochester in the summertime when the lilacs are right. Yeah, it's real pretty there for about five days. That's the summer. In fact, they ought to pull the tube on it on all upstate New York. Thank God the weather here is nothing at all like Buffalo, man. It's so great to be able to watch the Buffalo Network affiliates and see every night on their weather. Oh, we're getting a foot of snow today, and we don't have like a flake. Well, I mean, there's a few flakes on the street corner, you know. Spare some change, mister. But other than that, they have the Buffalo is just the absolute end of the world. It makes South Florida seem almost like uh, paradise, if you catch my drift. Do, 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 do. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. We're getting a lot of great calls here today, and that's what it's all about. In fact, I think I may. I'm going to go either one of two ways. Well, not that. Really? Now listen to me. Okay. I'm either going to like <laughs> dump the calls and go back to reading for four hours every day, which is bad on my throat, especially when I got a scratchy throat and the change of seasons and stuff. All these allergies. Maybe it's allergies. They could be. But uh, or all calls. Oh, all right. <laughs> all yeah. five of them. No. What are you talking about? Look at the way that thing is, is smoking, man. It That's is right. smoking. But it's only five people. I can't tell you what they're smoking. WQAM, hello. Hey, oh, Terry, Terry, Jesse, oh. it'll, it'll keep them busy anyway. Keep them off the street all day. It's kind of a pubic service. WQAM, hello. I like Star Trek. WQAM, hello. <laughs> QAM. Yeah. Prozac Ron Show, yes. Uh, I have a little problem with your uh, poll question. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh... I don't know which one to click. I still listen to Howard Stern on another station, but since Howard Stern left, I don't know who to listen. I still don't listen to QAM and AM, so you should add that up in your tally. Okay, I'll make sure I'll stick that in there. All right. Say hi to Howard. Tell him I'll be on Serious any day now. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. You need to pull the two by the Georgia's butt. Yeah. How about, your, how about your foot out of your own ass? WQAM, hello. Neil, yeah, what's going on? How you doing, sir? Hey, if uh, Michael Jackson's a black luminary, is Geldy a Jewish luminary? Yes, very excellent. Very perspicacious on your part, sir. Yeah. yeah. Neil, I love you. Goodbye. 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 Five six seven oh five sixty. Let's see how that poll is coming, man. The poll is the important thing. Josh Cordes wants us to get to a thousand votes today. If we get to a thousand, Kansas City Steaks might bring him food again tomorrow. Yeah. What? Really? I don't know. I just made that up. I, I bet you they would. Well, that'd be 608. That's pretty great for, like, uh, just noonish now, wouldn't you say? I'd say so. we got a shot at 1,000 by 2. Of course, see, what I'm doing now is I'm playing, like, fast and loose. you got to check our website early in the morning because I, like, slipped an extra one in there, an intermediate one. Right. And then I start changing the poll. Thanks a lot, Eric, by the way, for giving me the power to change the poll there. That's uh, really good. You get the plus, power. Plus, plus, no, seriously, then he doesn't have to sit up there, like, uh, waiting and waiting, you know. He's got important fish to fry up there. And eat fish. No, that's not fattening enough for him. In fact, he's probably the Burger King to get that new breakfast sausage thing I was talking about yesterday. The, you know, the one weighs six pounds. Oh, that omelet witch. Yeah. Omelet and toast and juice and uh, what time are they on? 608 votes since Stern left. I listened to Hank, 142. Thank God. Hey, stupid. Only listen to Neil on QM 133. 
Joe Rosen, AM 65. Boy, Hank's just whipping his ass, you know what? I listened to Stern on another station, 54, NPR in AM 49, Air America in AM 47, a big BM in AM, Paul and Ron in AM 28. Speaking of BM, that's, that's a big BM in AM. Bob and Tom in AM 25. Look at that. They're not even on in this market. They're on a Palm Beach County station. They almost dead even with uh, Paul and Ron. What does that tell you about stale, old, crusty material, huh? Don't listen to radio in the AM 24. Since Stern left, no QAM in the AM 23. I listen to music radio in the AM 15. And the big, oh, who is really rock solid. He's hanging in there with a solid three. Hospital reason unknown. This is Mark oh. Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Yeah. Robert Blake beat the rap. What a total blow the crap. Did the jury hear the evidence or did they take a nap? What a shock. Now he's free after killing Bobby Lee. Only different. He used a gun. Otherwise, he saw Jay Simpson. Now he's home. Come on to a QAM. I love the way that one ends, too. Bat. Like that. So mm -hmm. where did you see the Falwell thing? Right now on CNN. They just had a little blurb uh, right before that guy called. I saw that just now, but, I mean, you saw it before when it got called in about it. Yeah. They all, that was also on CNN? Yes. Well, what the hell do they know? So why did you agree that it was a heart attack? He's back I, in the I hospital. Reason I know. Just said huh? he is in the hospital. That's what. I well, think. maybe they're sticking the Q back into his fat. That could be it. Could be liposuction. Yeah, that could be it. Or it could be, like, lipo-death. Wouldn't that be something? Jerry Falwell would die today. Wouldn't that be... That would make my whole day. They say film doesn't lie, but does that mean that it tells the truth? The public sees fleeting videotape images of Terry Schiavo appearing to many to turn toward her mother's voice and smile. They hear what sounds like moans and laughter. They watch her head move up and down, seemingly following the progress of a brightly colored Mickey Mouse balloon. And often they ask, how could anyone conclude but that she is aware of her surroundings? The answer lies not so much within Chavo's brain as in the minds of those who observe her. As social beings, humans are hardwired to examine another's face for clues to what the person behind it is thinking. They naturally associate vocal tones with specific moods. They detect meaningful words in nonsense utterances. I can understand that because I've examined scores, if not hundreds, of people with this condition, says Dr. Leon Prokop, a professor of neurology at the University of South Florida, who's reviewed the brain-damaged woman's CAT scans. At first, he says, his natural emotional desire to be optimistic and hopeful made him interpret movements and facial expressions as purposeful, but after long experience, Prokop says, I came to realize that my emotional reaction was understandable as a human being, but was not an intellectual assessment. The public has only seen a tiny portion of more than four hours of videotape shot during the past seven years of litigation over whether to keep the 41-year-old woman on a feeding... Oops. On a feeding... Tube. Sorry. 
Even doctors who have agreed that she's in a persistent vegetative state have admitted to being swayed, if only briefly, by the now familiar images that have been played and replayed on national TV over and over and over again. During testimony at 2002 hearing, court-appointed neurologist Paul Bambakitis acknowledged that seeing the videotapes of Shavo's mother kissing and speaking with her gave him pause at first. Yes, that was a source of concern on my part. How does one interpret a situation like that, he said. He even acknowledged that she did track a Mickey Mouse balloon with her eyes in one clip. Oh, let's put that Chew. back in there so we can uh, drag this thing on for months now, wouldn't you think? Sure. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. Need to get those phones lit up like a Hanukkah bush, baby, because we've reached the dividing point. This is like, you know, the crossroads, which happened so many times on this show. Which way to turn? To the right, to the left, straight ahead down the road? 5670560, oh, Pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. Look at that line 7. Just very lonely. Tick, 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 tick. WQAM, hello. QAM. Uh, yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. How's it going, man? Listen, okay. I, 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 the reason I called was because I wanted to make a point about something I haven't seen on any of the news channels. But basically, it was this, is that the reason that these right-wingers have gone through the extreme measures that they've done over the last week is only to uh, pacify their guilt, their Catholic guilt of... Uh, all the dead people that we've killed over there in Iraq, basically. Yeah. And that's the only, you know, I mean, that's the only reason they're really doing it. Well, most of the people who are there are people who are in favor of capital punishment. They're in favor of the war in Iraq. They're in favor of killing anybody we don't like. They're in favor of killing abortion doctors. But yeah. uh, always always err on the side of life. Exactly right. You get, did George Bush err on, err on the side of life? I don't think so. He's, you know what I mean? He's just... I know what you mean. Okay, yeah. Pally, have a great day. You know what he means? I think we know what he means. What does he mean? I don't know. WQAM, hello. Cube? Is it Cube or is it Cube? WQAM, hello. Yeah, hey, well, when you guys go over to Magic, will you play Brown Eyed Girl on Endless Loop 2? <laughs> oh, wow. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Listen, uh... I'm sure I know which Brown Eye he was attracted to. Yes, go ahead, sir. What do you think the next story coming out of Florida is going to be? Next story coming out of Florida is that the governor is got the governor and legislature will insist that only um, punch boards will be allowed instead of slot machines at the racetracks. Punch boards. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, whatever punch bowls and uh, punch boards. Whatever happened to Columba? She's uh, she's smuggling Terry's body out of the hospice right now. As a matter of fact. <laughs> Good luck to you, Pally. Thank you. Who can do a better job than Columba? Oh, but the governor's a very righteous, Catholic, religious man. Yeah, right. With a, just, just a slightly dysfunctional family. Don't hear any more about uh, Noelle, you know? Not lately. I wonder how she's doing. I wonder what she's doing. I don't know. The nose knows. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. This is a Yankee fan. Remember me? I'm calling the Yankee York. fan. Yankee oh, fan. Back in 1990, 91. Oh, oh my God. Blast. Holy moly. From the past, baby. You got out, though, huh? I got out in 99. Good. Came back to New York. Good move. I know. Hey, 15 years ago, I gave you Sometimes I Feel the Far Version. A cover's not on your greatest hits online. <laughs> How the hell do I know? I bet. Well, we, we don't want nothing to do with those farts. I'll tell you that right now. Not the way things are going these days. I know. How is that stuff loud? It's uh, no change. No change at all. No, no change. All right, if you get a chance, play. I'm listening to you online at work. Yeah, we'll work. play some farts for you online. Okay, Pally. Yeah. And talk about out of touch, huh? <laughs> Actually, it's in there, you know. We'll play during the break. We'll listen to it. Just, I'm cute. Just for all time's sake. 
Talk about Chronic, the Yankee fan. That's all we're going to do. i got a whole bunch of those. We can't play the fart one for obvious reasons. Right. Can't play no fart sounds, Yankee fan. Not uh, not if Joyce and the FCC. Well, it has nothing to do with the FCC. This has to do with Joyce. We've got this bitch over there on the West Coast. Our corporate legal, depending on what corporate legal says about this and about our corporate legal. Yeah, right. Corporate legal, my ass. we got this bitch over there with no radio from a pop-up toaster, and she's deciding to make it up as she goes along. Well, you can't say this, and you can't do it. And, of course, the reason we got into this pickle in the first place is because our program director and operations manager, between the two of them, they haven't got a BB, much less a nut. So, as a result, they would ask her. They would go to her to seek her counsel and advice. And she's got absolutely no, no concept of what is uh, permissible and what is not permissible on the broadcast airwaves. Yesterday, a week ago, Sukkis, two years ago, a hundred years ago, she hadn't got any idea. None. And so, the, so whatever it is you ask her, oh, can we do this? The answer is always no. the same. Always err on the side of paranoia no. and hysteria no. and uh, knowing nothing. Joyce, you idiot. You quizzling. You simpleton bitch, you. By the way, Josh, remember the story we had about the finger in the chili? Was that last week? Yeah, I actually went to Wendy's yesterday, too. Oh, my God. Did you now? figure that out? Definitely didn't get the chili, though. Oh, good. You missed that, George. I'm going to keep ordering chili in the hopes. Rutger Hauer liked it. In fact, they're going to call it the Rutger Hauer chili from now on at Wendy's. The woman who gave new meaning to the term finger food after finding a piece of a human finger in her Wendy's chili last week says she has suffered severe distress after the incident and now is considering a lawsuit. You go, girl. And Ayala. The thought of, you know, just knowing that there was a human remain in my mouth, it is disgusting. It's tearing me apart inside, she said in an exclusive interview on ABC's Good Morning America, Yes, Turd Day. Ayala, 39, a Las Vegas resident, found the finger while eating at a Wendy's in San Jose, California last Tuesday. The finger was about one and a half inches long and is believed to be a woman's finger because it had a long groomed nail, say officials. That's the fingernail officials. Authorities are combing a fingerprint database to try to find the owner of the missing digit. Maybe they want to give it back. Analysts say that sales at the fast food chain have dropped since last week's incident. A statement from Wendy's to ABC News said that the employee who prepared Ayala's food had 10 years of experience at the restaurant and suffered no finger injury. <laughs> like he's going to stick his own finger in there, right? Right. I guarantee that wasn't Rutger Howard's finger in the fries. In fact, no employees at the restaurant suffered a hand or finger injury, nor has the supplier reported any injuries, which is required by law to do, according to Wendy's. Wendy says it's cooperating fully with investigators. Tests are scheduled this week to learn, among other things, whether it was cooked in the chili or not. Wendy's continues to fully cooperate with local police and health authorities to determine the source of the partial finger. It's important for us to find out the truth of the statement, but Ayala and her attorney, Jeffrey Janoff, says that that's not enough. I think that's a good start, he said, uh, about Wendy's statement about cooperating with health officials, but obviously something slipped through, to put it lightly. A little play on words there. Something slipped through. And this is a strict liability type of case. It's a product liability case, and a consumer doesn't expect to find body parts in their food. Yeah, right. Like when you're eating hot dogs, you don't expect right. to find body parts in there, do you? I thought that's what it's made out of. Right, that's my point. <clears throat> like noses. Oh, here you go. 
The Reverend Jerry Falwell was hospitalized today for an undisclosed medical problem. Oh, 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 oh. All right. I can tell you he's in the hospital and he is resting. That's all I know, said Jessica Tucker of Jerry Falwell Ministries in Lynchburg, Virginia. Chubman Dredge, he said. What does that mean? The hospitalization was his second this year. He was treated in Lynchburg General for 13 days in late February and early March while battling pneumonia. You know, it's probably a Yay. conspiracy. You know, they probably put the hex on him. They put the whammy on him. The who, the witches? Yeah. Those Yay. witches, the uh, Wiccans. 1213 at 560 WQAM. Even after all these years, we've been raving about dollar mattress and what a great deal it is all the way around. Not to have to leave your house and sit there and make one easy call to order mattress over the phone. There are some of you out there who don't get it. You're just nervous about buying a bed over the phone. Well, it's easy. It's a piece of cake. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, the number for Dollar Mattress, you'll find out they've got the most liberal exchange policy, so there is positively absolutely no risk. Did you know that 1-800-MATTRESS has got more repeat customers than anybody else in the universe? So once you try it, I guarantee, I'll bet you Greg reads life on it, you'll never go back to a showroom or department store and waste your time and money again. You'll get no nonsense, no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory direct prices on the best brands you know and trust. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll be calling the company ranked numero uno, number one in customer satisfaction. And as far as brand names are concerned, whatever you like, they got it. They got Sealy and Serta and King Coral and Simmons and Tempur-Pedic and Stearns and Bananas Foster, too. And now Dial Mattress offers you no payments or interest till 2006, so what do you got to lose? All the way around, it's a winning deal. Call Dial Mattress today for all the details, and of course, you still get that two-hour delivery window, too. That's unbeatable. Yours truly, George, Moe, Miguel, Fatboy, all the kinds of people at QM are satisfied customers, and I guarantee you will be, too. Call them right now, toll-free, 1-800-MATTRESS, or log on to their website, mattress.com, for a stupendous night's sleep for years to come. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Exclusively, 560 QAM. Neon God. I'm dying over here. You failed. Soon or later, the shooting's gonna get you. Soon or later, the shooting's gonna get you.
You know, I think it raises a very good point. If uh, heaven is so great, and if that's what we're all waiting for, then why don't they let Terry just go to heaven, right? And the fact of the matter is they know better than that bull crap, okay? They talk a lot of crap. Oh, the Lord is waiting up there in heaven. He wants Terry now. Yeah, right? right. Jesse Jackson just went on CNN a couple of minutes ago during our break and rambled on the most incoherent bunch of double talk, which basically what he said is here. I'm here. He said, I'm here because the cameras are rolling. That, that's basically right. why he's there. We knew that. Yeah. Oh, no, well, he's, uh, he's against Congress, so he doesn't disagree with the majority of the people. He's against Congress, trying to override the courts, and he's very much against that. But, be, but we've got to help Terry, and what we really have to do is craft policy for the future. For, but we've got to help Terry. Just a lot of double talk. But a boop, but a boop, give me some of that Reverend Cash, huh? Some of that Reverend money. <laughs> That's my favorite line in that bit. Give me some of that Reverend money. Right. It's good money. Yeah. Oh, it sure is tax-free, no less. Sure. Speaking of good Christians, by the way, with Terry Schiavo's life waning, the focus of this political and legal drama shifts back to another key figure in this most emotional and angry of cases, Pinellas County Circuit Judge George Greer. He's the Florida jurist who originally ruled five years ago that the brain-damaged Schiavo, who had been in a persistent vegetative state for ten years, had no hope for recovery and that her feeding tube could not be removed. That could be remote. Actually, you know, it's interesting. In this article, they left the word Chew. out of there. Is that incredible or what? Hmm. That must be symbolic. Had no hope for recovering that her feeding Chew. could be removed. On Saturday, it was he who delivered what could be likely the final ruling that Terry should be allowed to die against the wishes of her parents and majority of House and Senate members and a cadre of dedicated right-to-life activists. How many of them there were there? About 30, man. Yeah, maybe 40. Greer is a conservative, a Baptist, a Republican, and no grandstander. One friend calls him a plotter. The judge has such bad vision he has to memorize proclamations and can't read anything further than a foot or two away. Yet he is very much in the sights of a sometimes violent movement whose most ardent followers have advocated and on occasion carried out the murder of their opponents, including abortion providers. The judge and his family are now reportedly surrounded by armed guards. Greer is married, has two grown sons. Protesters have appeared at his Clearwater home. The FBI arrested a North Carolina man and claimed put a $50,000 bounty on the head of a judge in the case. The Associated Press said, however, officials didn't name the judge, but you can only imagine. The county commission installed a special computer to handle the 100,000 emails the court got over the last two weeks opposing the judge's rulings. The tone is very hateful, Ron Stewart, a court spokesman, told the press. People claim to be Christian, but the things they're wishing on people are not very Christian-sounding. How do you like that? Not a shock. Hmm. Not. No. Judge Greer had to withdraw his membership in Clearwater's Calvary Baptist Church two years ago after the church paper printed stories attacking him. More recently, Pinellas voters received postcards asking them whether they suffered from voters' remorse for re-electing Greer. Other postcards accused him of judicial murder. The judge's home address went up on the Internet and dead flowers arrived at his door. A friend wanted him to go to lunch with Greer but reported that the bodyguards wouldn't let him go. There are very few people who have shown the will to stand up to raw power, Stetson University law professor Michael Allen told the AP. He is one. This is simply a case of people not liking his decision, and the fact that a judge is standing up to this is quite important, he said. This weekend, Greer rejected arguments by Bob and Mary Schiavo. No, their name isn't Schiavo. Schindla, Terry's right. parents, that their daughter had tried to say, I want to live. But this, where is this article from? Mm. Oh, the Village Voice. Well, they're probably uh, busy uh, Yay. Stuff, yeah, doing stuff like that. Anyway, uh, Judge Greer rejected arguments by the Schindlers that their daughter had tried to say, I want to live before a feeding tube was removed March 18th. See, I keep going off of that thing, and then it uh, comes back again. They argue that she made sounds, ah, and wah, when asked to repeat the phrase. Wah. And that was, that was coming from Orlando. That was Eric doing that. Wah. Is that what he makes? Yeah, something like that. 
Greer was firm. All the credible medical evidence this court has received over the last five years suggested Chabot was not cognitively aware, he ruled. In the past, doctors said her utterances were involuntary moans, consistent with those of someone in a vegetative state like Florida. Informed that Greer had turned them down again, Bob Schindler said sarcastically, he did? Great surprise. The Schindlers have tried to get Greer thrown off the case, but have failed. And it goes on and on about the death threats, all of these very nice things from these good Christian people. And there was Jesse Jackson less than an hour ago standing there side by each with Randall Terry. That is, it's just unconscionable. It's unbelievable is what it is. Unacceptable. Huh? When you have no conscience. Yeah, that's right. When you're just a a grubbing whoremonger like he is. That's all he is. Just give me the money. Give me some of that reverend money. Tax-free. So Jerry Falwell may be on the way out. Oh, boy. You know who done it? God. Tinky Winky. Oh. <laughs> 26 past noon. What this thing is flying along today, man? Before you know it, it'll be Mo Howard David time. Do, 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 do. Uh, how is Troy Stratford doing, by the way? You think he's ever going to get any copy for any of his accounts? Doubt it. You know, now that he's a broadcaster. How is Stiffy doing? You know, I never saw him come back He went in. off to uh, be a manager somewhere, remember? We got that story? No, not Skippy. Not Skippy. Stiffy. Stiffy. Our sales mangler, Stiffy. No, you won't see him no more. Oh. Anyway, I'll tell you, uh, some people you ought to see like once a year in your home, and that's the experts from Dry Concepts. I've been doing it for over 20 years in a variety of different houses, and believe you me, every time they show up, it's the same miracle right on the floor. I'm not a big miracle believer, but when Dry Concepts finishes cleaning your carpets, you will actually shake your head in amazement and disbelief that anybody could make maybe even some hopeless-looking carpets look just like you had brand new laid right on your floor. Nobody does it better. Nobody else in the world has that exclusive patented dry cleaning method, and nobody uses that rapid drying technique so your carpets are dry in just an hour and a half so you really can clean today and party like a wild animal tonight. Whether it's your carpeting, your furniture, your drapery, your expensive oriental area rugs, these are the folks you want to call. And don't forget, no rip-offs, no scams, no games. They give you a guaranteed written price up front before they start the job. What's not to like? Call them toll-free. If I can get you to use them the first time, you use them forever like I have. In Dave Broward in the Palm Beaches, 1-800-248-5071. 1-800-248-5071. Or on the Wicked Web, it's dryconcepts.com. Dry Concepts, making carpets clean in South Florida since 1979. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Exclusively on 560 QAM. It's Dave. Oh, in Miami town. Wow. At 560-WQAM. Uh-oh. Well, I'm Jerry Falwell. I'm the right hand of God. And when I woke up today, I put my TV on. And instead of Kathy Lee or CNN, I saw a purple creature with a gay sign on his head. It was an upside-down triangle purple tinky-winky. Upside-down triangle purple tinky-winky. Upside down triangle purple pinky winky. Hey, tell us, Well, just when I thought things couldn't get worse, I noticed he was carrying a little purse. Now, how can they call this a children's show? I may be purple, but I have a brown hole. He has an upside down triangle purple pinky winky. Upside down triangle purple pinky winky. I'd love to trade your back. Well, most devout Christian find it hard to believe, but on the Teletubbies, honey, is a TV screen. It had a purple thing straight at me that was blowing a noise through the hole in the thing. Yeah, 
I bet you uh, like that instant editing there, huh? That was pretty good. That was yeah, spectacular. Yeah. Well, goes to show you, number one, if you have a good memory, you can, like, uh, stick that in the appropriate spot. And number two, if we had somebody editing these things out and putting little uh, things in there, we wouldn't have to do that and sit on pins and needles. Brian, Delray, Dan, you know, that Tamarack Tom, I think I heard, does some really fantastic bits. I may have to cut a deal with him. Is he on the Bob and Tom show? Yeah, Tamarack. No, he, that's, uh, that's Boca Bob. Boca Bob and Tamarack Tom. A month after battling pneumonia, the Reverend Jerry Falwell was hospitalized again today for an undisclosed medical problem, as ministry said, and to which we say, right. oh, yeah, Hubman Dreard, man. I can tell you he's in the hospital and he's resting. That's all I know, said Jessica Tucker of his ministries. Uh, yada, yada, yada. It was the second admission to Lynchburg General Hospital of this year, 13 days in February, early March. Uh, for a time, he was on a ventilator. Oh, my God. How do you like that? Time to pull the cue on Reverend Falwell with that big fat puss. An avid sports fan, Falwell made the trip to Chattanooga, Tennessee on Saturday for the third round of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. <clears throat> Women's Basketball. Liberty University's team ended its postseason run in a 90-48 to loss to top-seeded LSU. 90-48. to That's enough to make you pull a cue right there. He'd also been in the crowd March 22nd when the Liberty women meet the beat to Paul 88-79 in the second round in College Park, Maryland. How do you like that? Too much mucking around with them basketballs, Jerry. Phew. That's the problem. Oh. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm squeezing my yeah. kneecaps. I'm so excited about I'm the possibilities the there. Huh? I'm doing a, the rosary. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, let's give them the last rites. What do you say? No. No. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular. And, of course, the, the media people, you, you media lunatics, every time any issue is, comes up like this, who do we always see? The same old suspects. There's Jerry Falwell. There's Jesse Jackson. Uh, as if they have something to do with any of this, you know? Who cares what they have to say? It's so predictable anyway. Well, they're ethicists. And no, they're not. They're just grave robbers is what they are. Well, they're just panderers, and they want some of that, uh, that reverend, reverend money. money. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some of that reverend money, baby. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon single around. We only had one guy who was a Stern listener who started listening to the show when Stern was on the station during those uh, fateful months and uh, is still listening. That was it. That was, he's probably the only one. WQAM, hello. Can I pray for Neil? WQAM, hello. Yes, uh, Neil. Yes, sir. I wonder if Congress really had their act together instead of trying to keep uh, Shivo alive, why don't they enact legislation so that human beings could be uh, put down with the same mercy and kindness that you would an animal that has no no quality of life? Oh, you think that the, you think that this country is going to tolerate that euthanasia? Are you dreaming, man? You must well, be dreaming. Well, why does an animal treat it better than a human? And, well, the animal doesn't have a soul, man. You see. Oh well. In, see, adi in, in addition to which, the animal uh, can't speak, so the animal's not making the decision. Okay. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Like I said the other day, the animals are going to heaven, man is going to hell. I mean, you know, I mean, make up whatever you want. It's, it's all a pile of crap anyway. Yeah, I've read that. How come you can have, like, I had both my dogs put to sleep? Oh, you mm -hmm. bastard, you. Huh? Yeah. Well, it was uh, that time. You know, to spare them a horrible, wicked, uh, grotesque, painful death. It was that time. But America doesn't deal well with death. We're always in denial. Even though the religionists, which is most of America, will tell you that, you know, life is just, uh, you know, a pile of crap. The good stuff comes after death, you know, like the Muslims with their seven virgin or all that other garbage that's going on up there, down there, wherever they're going. Right? Absolutely. Now, nobody, did you say? Absolutely. Kind of. 
nobody in its right mind really believes that crap. So that even though, uh, you know, for public consumption, they'll say all of these things. All of these things. The fact is that they know when push comes to shove, uh, nobody ain't going to heaven at all. You know, the soul ain't going up there, down there. That's it. They put you in a box. Bye-bye. And uh, you're, that's the end. You live, you die. You're born, you live, you die. That's it. Very simple. Is there anything complicated about that? No. no only the fairy tales that uh, men have made up. Because most people are emotional cripples and they can't face death. Just like Friday, when our numbers come out, we'll, we'll be, uh, you know, big men about it, right? Right. What else? We can handle it. I mean, we might whimper a little bit and say, I'm dying over here. But nevertheless, we know what's coming. Like groan. Was it good? Yeah, that's right. Whoa! Like that. When those numbers... In fact, I bet you there's going to be a lot of moaning and groaning in that building when they see those numbers come out Friday. Whoa! That's the way it goes. You will reap what you have sown. You will sow what you have... And why did we weep? The judge in Michael Jackson's child molestation trial ruled yesterday the prosecution may present testimony about past allegations against the pop star, including five boys, including two who reached multi-million dollar civil settlements with the singer. Superior Court Judge Rodney Herman Melville ruled after hearing arguments by D.A. Tom Stedden and vigorous opposition by defense attorney Tom Whitehair Messero, Jr. The judge said he would allow testimony about alleged sexual offenses and an alleged pattern of grooming or preparing the boys for molestation. Like what that Jesus do. <laughs> the prosecution had sought to introduce testimony about seven boys, but the judge declined to allow evidence about two. The judge said he would allow testimony by a 90 accuser who received $2.4 million settlement from Jackson and testimony by that boy's mother. By the way, the 93 settlement, he paid $20 million. Were you aware of that? Yes. Yeah. Now, it's interesting how the family, because they don't want off that gravy train, the family has all, um, you know, rushed to his side now. Like LaToya, for example. That damn faggot. I can't stand him. Now, you must have that cart there. Because, you know, she already was on a couple of years ago. When about they, all, they all knew that he had those little boys in there, and she found all those canceled checks in his room, all these multi-million dollar payoffs he'd made to the families of all these little kids he'd molested, and she kept saying... That damn faggot. I can't stand him. Right. But now she's singing a different tune, and Janet's singing a different tune, and Daddy, old shoeless Joe Jackson there, he's singing a different tune, and Mommy, and what's the other, uh, the brother, the ugly brother? Jermaine. Jermaine. He's Jermaine to the case. All singing a different tune because they don't want to lose that gravy train. Speaking of animals, man, speaking of dogs, they don't want to lose that gravy train. He's the meal ticket. Right? Right. Although not so much no more. He told Jesse that they all, those lies are just, he's not broke, just a bunch of lies, just to discredit him, just like they do with all these black luminaries. I mean, when you think about black luminaries, don't you always think, you don't think about Martin Luther King Jr. or Nelson Mandela, people like that, or Barack Obama. You think of Michael Jackson. He's he, a real luminary. Right. right. Well, he compared himself with uh, Nelson Mandela there. That is correct. Speech. By the yeah. way, I got that uh, cart. Oh, let's hear it. My mother is very much aware of all the children that were there, all the boys that stayed there. And she is the one who always said that Michael, excuse my expression, but he's a faggot. And she would say, that damn faggot, I can't stand him. That damn faggot, I can't stand him. Just cut it out now. Maybe she said, you're fairy. Something like that, you think? 20 till 1. Just remember, boys and girls, all you people out there, what you see is not what you get. It's all, it's all a, you know, it's done with mirrors. It's all a big dog and pony show, especially on television. They'll never give you... Howard Beale was right, man. They'll never give you any truth. They'll, they'll peddle you any crap you want to hear, and they'll tell you what you ought to care about and what you ought to be whipped up into a frenzy about, even though you couldn't give a flying crap about it. I couldn't, I couldn't care about Terry Schiavo less. I couldn't care less what they do. Take the tube, stick the tube, eat the tube, lick the tube. I don't care what they do, you know? <laughs> In fact, remember the Howard Beale speech? when he, that, that same speech. Right. You, know, you eat like a tube, you uh, dress like a tube, you know. Same thing. 
I don't care. Do you really care? No, not at all. It's been going on for 15 freaking years already. Let the broad die already. Leave her alone. I've got to see her on my TV. Oh, my God. And not only that, but those tapes they're showing, not only are they misleading, but they're old. They're older than Methuselah. They're four or five years old, those tapes. Oh, no, but we saw her eyes were moving. She was following the balloon. 19 to 1. At 560 WQM. Hey, follow the uh, uh, Yellow Brick Road right over to Brandy's Hughes in Pompano Beach. You've got an unbeatable combination at Brandy's. I don't care where else you go. You're not going to get this kind of a deal. I've got professional salespeople that give you friendly personal service to make sure you get a perfect fit every time, no matter which style you pick out. they got the best selection, the biggest selection of men's and women's name brand shoes anywhere in the area and the best prices in town, period. It's as simple as that. What could possibly be not to like? All the top quality names in the shoe business they've got at Brandy's, like Rockports, SAS, Floorshime, Sperry, Timberland, Naturalizer, all the other top names, too. And Brandy's is open every day of the week for you, too. They're open Monday through Saturday from 9 in the morning till 9 at night, and every Sunday, 10 to 5. Brandy's is in the same great location. They've been taking good care of your feet for years and years. 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. And this week is a great time for all you ladies to buy naturalizers, because this week at Brandy's, take 30% About 30, man. off on all great women's naturalizer styles this week. So be sure to get your ass into Brandy's this week or visit them and do your shopping online at brandyshoes.com. You are listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560 QAM. Come on. He's See, if the media didn't keep parading people like Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson and throwing them around the screen, uh, they would just kind of like fade away in most people's memories. And uh, right. nobody would think that they're amount to a, a people in the snow. But the fact that they keep putting them there on the tube, uh, people say, well, they must be very important. Let's see what they have to say. They must really know something about, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever a topic du jour, hysteria du jour is the media spoon feeding us on that particular day. Getting good uh, good night's sleep is hard for many adults, and that often means poorer health, lower productivity on the job, more danger on the roads, and a less vibrant sex life. An eye-opening new survey shows oh a fly-opening survey. A whopping 75% of the respondents to the National Sleep Foundation poll report symptoms of sleep problems, such as difficulty falling asleep, waking during the night, experiencing fatigue during waking hours, or snoring. Oh, they must be talking about rimmer snoring. Roughly a fourth of respondents who have partners report that their sexual relationships have been hurt because they have been too sleepy. They had sex less often or lost interest in having sex because they were too tired. 
Dr. Neil B. Cavey, director of the Sleep Disorders Center at the Columbia Presbyterian Medical Center in New York, and a spokesperson for the Sleep Foundation tells the early show co-anchor Renee Seiler, we're talking about people not paying enough attention to the importance of sleep, and so living on a daily basis in a terribly sleep-deprived state, and that sleep deprivation affects every aspect of the way we feel and the way we function. The poll shows respondents getting an average of 6.9 hours of sleep. You notice how that number they used? Right. They're not fooling me. I know why they put the decimal mm-hmm. in there. An average of 6.9 hours of sleep per night. Many experts say adults need a minimum of 7 to 9 hours of sleep at night. People ignore such problems, and few think they actually have one of survey shows. And it goes on about this. It's pretty boring when you come right down on it. I thought it was going to be something weird. Because I saw the word sex, and right away I thought, oh, yeah, there's something they can sink their teeth into, a real fly opener. But here's one. Gays want Israel to recognize Canadian marriages. Two gay couples petitioned Israel's Supreme Court today to over this is yesterday to overrule a decision by the Interior Ministry and recognize their 2003 Canadian marriages. An Israeli human rights group said, "Yoav Leff of the Association of Civil Rights in Israel said the group submitted the petitions on behalf of Yossi Ben Ari and Lauren Schumann and Yosef Barlev and Yaron Lahav who were married in Toronto in November 2003." Eh? Leff said the petitions were submitted after the Interior Ministry refused to recognize the couple's unions. In recent weeks, we asked the Interior Ministry to change the status of these people from single to married. He said they refused saying marriages between individuals of the same sex are not recognized in Israel. Interior Ministry spokeswoman Sabine Haddad acknowledged the couples had submitted written requests for the ministry to recognize their marriages, but said it was obligated to turn them down because Israeli law does not recognize same-sex marriages. This is a matter for the judicial authorities to take up, Haddad said. If the laws change, then we'll recognize the marriages. Left said the petitions on behalf of the two gay couples were based on a Supreme Court decision from the 60s, which obligated authorities to recognize a foreign marriage between a Christian and a Jew. A Christian mm. and a Christ killer. That's a mixed marriage, isn't it? The court, ruled, uh, the, court, the, court, the court ruled in that instance the marriage documents issued by foreign countries had to be honored by Israeli authorities, he said, adding that the same precedent held in this case. On March 11th, four other gay Israeli couples married in ceremonies in Canada. One of the couples, Itai Pincus, 31, a member of the Tel Aviv City Council, and Yoav Arad, 32, manager of a real estate company, said they would fight to have their marriage recognized in Israel. Itai Pincus. Don't you love that name, huh? Oh, yeah. No, Pincus. But... No, it's not no Moishi Pupik. You're right. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. Let's have a party, okay? Let's light a candle for Jerry Falwell. Oh, oh, I got some man. candles over here by Jesus. I'll Good. WDQAM, Hello. Come to QAM, hello. Hey, man, why do you always got to hang up on me when I call about Poro, man? 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. Actually, as a matter of fact, we'd like to put you in the same sack with Jerry, okay? And then we'll just draw you a diaphragm so everybody will know where to stick the... Cube! Yeah. 5670560, I, I, uh, I think the bedtime stories are going to win out. Because oh, look at that phone, man. Yes, this, is a, this is a very weak Tuesday. Incredibly weak. Now, if we did, you know, like one of those things like Hank did this morning about who do you hate, there would be no shortage of calls on that. Right. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil, I got a question. Yes. How come these people, these religious people, are picking on the governor, they're picking on the president, but they're not picking on God? Couldn't God cure this woman? What, what do you mean they're picking on the governor and they're picking on the president? What does that mean? Well, they're saying that the president should do more to save uh, Sherry Clivo, right? Yeah. Sherry and they're Clivo, saying yeah. that the government should uh, do more to uh, save Terry, right? Mm-hmm. Well, God, don't, they're not getting mad at God? Don't start knocking God. God had nothing to do with this, okay? This was, uh, he, this was the husband, okay? He's trying to kill her. That's what they're telling you. Uh, thanks a lot. Okay. That's the answer, Pally. It's the answer, whether you like it or not. Michael Shabo, he's a uh, killer. He's murdering her. 
And, of course, Judge Greer and all these other people, all these other heathens, infidels. And, again, there's the, the picture of Rand, And then they show it to you, like, with basically no comment. There's Jesse Jackson, and Randall Terry reaches out, and he grabs him by the arm and, you know, schleps him up to the podium. And, like, they're almost harming They almost think they're about to do something, the two of them. I mean, just, just the concept of it is enough to make Hunter S. Thompson, like, blow his brains out from what that thing I read yesterday. Of course, he was so sloshed by that, sloshed by that time. What difference does it make, right? Right. He's a state of mind. He's the rascal house of his day. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Did you know that Ricky Ticky mentioned you on his show this morning? No, I didn't know that. How would I know that? Yeah, no one told you? No, what'd he say? He said that... He don't beg for food like other DJs. And then he says, well, that guy's all the way up in Canada, but at least he feeds the crew. Yeah. So I guess that's what he was talking about. Oh, good. Well, thanks for the spy report. We love you, Ricky Ticky. Okay, we tip our uh, cap to you if I was wearing one. Maybe I ought to wear one of those Ricky Ticky caps now that I got my hair. Right. I, I redid Lord, my uh, head last night, by the way. Really good. You get yeah. a sunburn if you don't wear a hat down here. Yeah, sure. Shaved it nice. Yeah, maybe I'll have to get one of them Ricky Ticky silly uh, cap. You remember, like, the thing? Oh, yeah. He had that tweed, that old tweed suit from 1932. Oh. And I think one of them Sherlock Holmes, them Sherlock Holmes caps to go along with it. We'll have Boca Brian bring you in a nice fedora. There you go. <coughs> Let's see. Here's a fact that says I'm ready to agree with the Republicans. If Falwell slips into a coma, plug all kinds of tubes in every orifice and let him linger on and on. It says, what's the difference? He's been a vegetable for 71 years. That's a pretty good point. Of course, he's a vegetable. He don't want to be lumped in with them fruits. You follow what I'm saying? Too fairy. Please. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going, brother? All right, Pally. Hey, I got a public service announcement for you. The Miramar PD is running radar on Island Drive, and I just want to tell that nice, lovely officer, I hope you get breast cancer from that radar, you bitch. <laughs> All right. Or maybe he could just kind of aim it at his Rectum. in between uh, cars. How's that? What does that sound? Yeah, see, that's another thing. If we ever went on serious, we couldn't do the pig reports. I mean, we get one like what? One about every five years now. Right. All of that good stuff we used to get. That that's all passe now. You know, all those pubic service like this guy just did for all you people out there. So you don't get the nailed by the by the under the tree police like on Hiatus Road. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? First time. I'm doing great. Sun is shining, man. It's a great life. Neil, I just wanted to let you know that there are plenty of Republicans out there that believe in you and still love the show. And even though we call ourselves Republicans, we still are mad at Bush for a lot of his nonsense. Well, good for you. And I'm Catholic, but yet I'm still a huge fan of the show. So you do have a cult following of Catholic Republicans out there. Wow. Okay, I'll mark that down. Thanks a lot, Pally. I'll pray All right, for buddy. you. Thanks. Have a great okay. day. And you too. There's a Catholic Republican. Let's hear it. Right. Huh? Somebody should tell him the Republicans think that uh, he's going to hell, along with all the other Catholics. I don't want to get all that. Look, you know, life is too short. Terry Schiavo should be a great demonstration of all of that. All of this <laughs> arguing, all of this carrying on, you know, can't we just get long, like Rodney King said? You know, can't we all just get long? No, the, uh, it doesn't work. I see. I know. Let's see how that poll is coming, man. We don't have any of those stern people. I told you that a long time ago. They're long gone. Keep jerking the audience around. One day we're entertainment. One day we're sports. One day we're this. One day here's a, you know, man, oh, man, the people that run this place, they're a bunch of crazy people. Crazy people. And why, you know, uh, no, I, I take that back. You know who are the crazy people? I give up. Hank Goldberg, Jim Mandich, and Neil Rogers. Not in that order necessarily. The fact that the three of us re-sign. And I'll tell you another one. If he signs that two extended years, I mean, what's that all about? What is that all about? He's not crazy. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh. 
Wow. That is just a real talk about a fly opener. That's just unbelievable. That's a real pants dropper right there. Which of these applies to your morning listening habits, we asked. We, you know, if Josh would have been pumping the audience there, so to speak, we could have made the thousand. But this is how we like, uh, you know, we haven't been doing it. Why do I got to be pumping it? Because yeah, what else are you going to do? You sit there like a bump on a log unless there's like food around. You should, you should have heard how animated he was last week. Wow. Oh, hey, I was excited, man. He was whipped up into a uh, spastic Ooh. frenzy with that food coming in there. Right. <laughs> 765 votes. If we had 800 by now, we could get the two th the uh, 15,000 votes. I only listen to Neil on QAM 173. Look at that. Since Stern left, I listen to Hank. 171. Thank God for that. Thank God for the fat humper. That was. I listen to Joe Rose in the morning, 77. Shame on you. Although we like Joe a lot, but don't do it. I listen to Stern on another station, 73. Air America in the AM, 64. NPR in the AM, 59. Paul and Ron in the AM, 36. Bob and Tom are right on Paul's ass with 32. Don't listen to radio in the AM 29. Since Stern left, no QAM in the AM 29, just a good BM and a PM. I listen to music radio in the AM 18, and the big oh. is zooming up there, man. He really is. Rock He's solid. all the way up to full. You are listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560 QAM. Flower! There's another world inside of me that you may never see. There's secrets from spring break that I can't hide. Somewhere in this bottle there's a one that I can't find. My girlfriend is so far away, yeah. I drank myself half blind. All right. Drank myself half blind. There's some burn on my rear. College girls in song. Shoot up with them here. Forget them when you're gone. Everything I am and everything in me wants to be the one naked on LTV. I let my parents down. Promised I'd be good. I'd give up everything. I'm sporting nature wood. There's freshmen drinking beer. Smoking big fat bombs. Woke up with them here. Tomorrow disappear. Forget them when you're gone. Get them when I'm gone. Absolutely. 102 at 560 WQM. We got Mo. We got Mo at 2. Oh, 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 oh. And then we got Curtis at 4. And we got Geldy at 7 from Hollywood Dog Track and Eddie K at 10 o'clock. That's our award-winning lineup here on QAM. Dead or alive? That's the question. Okay, we'll explore all this weekend and Friday at 1130. Then, then they will fear us or then we will fear them. See what I'm saying? What are you saying? By the way, did you see they just slept off another protester they just arrested there in Pinellas Park in front of the hospice? We have water. Yeah. We have and uh, the fact of the matter is, at no time were there ever, probably no more than 70 or 80, but let's even be generous and say 100, 100 of these getchkeys right. out there and, and involved in this. And they've had 80 billion hours of TV time and everyone carrying on and as though there was some massive protest going on. And the fact of the matter is, there was not and is not. I mean, they act like it's a big sentence, but it's not. The city of Deerfield Beach, oh boy, they got problems there or what? Closed its beaches to swimmers and surfers again today because of sharks in the water off the beach. Just like in the radio business, man, there are the sharks in the water everywhere you look. You know the ones I'm talking about. Yes, I do. 
Migrating sharks have shut down beaches in neighboring Palm Beach County several times the past two weeks. No injuries were... You know, I, I'm going to interrupt myself. This is not an important story anyway, unless you're going to go swim in there. Uh, it, just, it just really frosts my ancient ass so much. And I'm not, you know, kissing your ass because far be it for me. But it's just the idea that they have... Take a look at what they do, like Lenny Martez and the Beast and Troy. And as much as I'm all for Troy, and he's a good guy, and he sounds pretty good on the air, but... You know, they should kiss your ass. They should be in there like with a limousine to take you home and take you to your girlfriend's house, wherever you want to go at 2 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As opposed to this crap and that inquisition and, oh, George sucks on the air and he said this. You know, all this browbeating they've been doing to you for the last seven years plus. Mm -hmm. they, they, should, they, they don't appreciate anything or anyone. All they know is, you know. Sports. To, to go through that, no, forgetting about that, just to go through that spastic routine. Of theirs. And you want to know why they go through a spastic routine? What these people are about talk radio, you could put in a thimble and have room for uh, Fat Boy's ass in there. And mine and Hank's and Moe's, too. Do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. Pretty big thimble. Yeah, that's right. The thumble. Thumbelina. You fairy. But that, that's what they know about talk radio. All they know from is sports and ball games. And, and, you know, and of course, now that the Dolphins have moved across town, you know, the 4 and 12 Dolphins that nobody wants to touch with a 10 foot pole. Now that they finally unloaded that loss leader, you'd think that maybe they would have enough common sense to, you know, that there's something more important than just a stupid bunch of ball games, okay? And just like Hank said on yesterday morning, after the weekend when all those, how many overtime, what were there, four overtime games, uh, Josh? Yes. Three or four. I three, think the, I know, three, I think. Well, show three. It's still phenomenal. Yeah. And, he, and I don't even care about it. But even there, with all, all the stuff going on, man, it's the same old tired crap. South Florida is not a sports town. It never will be. It was a Dolphins town, but as soon as they went 4-12 and 12 and everything turned south there, forget about it. I hope those guys across the street have real good luck selling that crap and, and, and sucking up to Wayne. How would you like that, that line from, uh, what the hell's the new coach from Michigan State? I forget his name already. The new coach? Nick, uh, Nick Saban. Oh. See, you don't even know what I'm talking about, well, man. You're, 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 you're talking about when he was at Michigan State. It's like Nick Saban coached at Michigan State. I know State. that, but he came from LSU. So I don't care if he came from, from, Michigan came from outer space, okay? Okay. But if you recall that interview he did on there with Joe Rose that day across the street, that very first interview, oh, you're, you're one of us now, Joe. This is after they signed the deal, you know? One of us. Now you got to talk nice about us, yeah. see? As opposed to now, our guys can take their gloves off and tell you really what they think about how bad that organization blows. Just like Mad Dog the other day talking about Wayne running around in his pink panties or whatever that was. How'd you like that? Oh, it was good. Man, it was great. In fact, keep playing that promo. Play that promo for the homo, you know what I'm saying? You fair. Yeah, I like it. Coming up next. Good. Maybe even Wayne's son likes it, too, the pink panties. Maybe they share. I don't know. I'm piney. Like Maybe they pass them around in the family. I, I have no idea. <laughs> But this business, I have a, and, and that, of course, was part of the stuff that Joyce tried to put in all of our contracts. That's another reason we could be fired out of the 500 other reasons that we could be fired if we farted the wrong flavor or looked at her cross-eyed or anybody else, was if we said any nasty things about the owners of the franchises or any of the players. Any of the players. Oh, I would, I would love to get from Norma Kent, even though it would cause tremendous psychosis. I would like to get a copy. because, uh, In fact, I actually may have it. I, I'm not too sure. I may actually have a copy, but I don't think so. Of the stuff that they try to get us to to sign, okay, and then and then put it on our website. I mean, you talk about having some good laughs. You people like you, you, oh man, fall on the floor laugh. You won't know whether to laugh or cry. <coughs> if we if we act in a way that isn't conducive to um to a um uh what, what that was the expression a harmonious workplace. Right. So you right. can't carry a bad tune. Or of course the best one was insubordination. We could be fired right. or suspended for insubordination. 
So in other words, if, if, under that thumb. if Muff came into you and said, uh, well, uh, you better not play, you know, and uh, you just laughed at him or something like that, or said, you, you fairy. You know, that would, you're out. I mean, no, no, but even even an animal would never, you know, animals that work in the circus, even their right. agents wouldn't sign that deal that she tried to get everybody to sign. And this is the dark cloud that we're working under, so-called corporate legal. Corporate's in the building. Corporate legal. You know. Hey, Joyce, take a hike, honey. You're an idiot. You're a civilian. You're not underqualified. You are unqualified. You're absolutely unqualified to be doing anything over there. You would know a radio from your ass, even if it had knobs on it. And from what Norma tells me, probably it does. Five six seven oh five sixty. I think I'm getting my voice back a little bit. When I bet tomorrow, tomorrow will be back full, or 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 not. Maybe it'll go the other way. It'll go south. Huh? Don't say that. But I think if I get out there and get some sunshine, take a look, man. It is so beautiful. Do you have any idea what it's like? Well, you must remember. Sure, I do. I remember shoveling and shoveling and shoveling. It is snow. 11 degrees Celsius. It is, it's Celsius. It's 52, and it's going to be close to 60 today. Oh! oh! I'll tell you, March is pretty damn cold here. Not that you care, but I'm just, you know, in case Castro Nova wants to talk about it tomorrow. Okay. WQAM, hello. Hi, I need a job. You need a bullet right through the head, right between the eyes. That's exactly what you need. And the rest of the world, by the way, would be delighted to cooperate. Prozac, Ron. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I have a question for you. Yeah. Joyce, her background, according to the Beasley website, her, her biography, is in medical. That is correct. That is absolutely field. correct, sir. She has no background in radio whatsoever. That's right. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's absolutely nothing in her biography Remotely now, now, let me ask you something. You said this is on the Beasley website? Yeah. What it is, is it, it's the announcement. I, I'm, I'm in my car right now, so I can't, you know, I can't tell you exactly the address. But right. um, there's an announcement of, of the time when she was appointed. I want to say it was like November of 03 or something like that. Yeah. But if you just... If yeah, you just she was appointed like, before the Stern debacle, by the way. I should like to point that out. Oh, no, exactly. And if you just Google on, like, uh, Joyce and her last... I don't know if you want to say her name. Fitch. Just, uh, just Yeah. So just Google her bitch. full name and just put Beasley, and you'll get it. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it, it's incredible. No what, does that, what does that tell you about the company that we're working for, how much they know about this business? No, I think I think she's got photos of the goat. That, that might be it. Thanks, Neil. Or maybe she stole the banjo. 5670560. She, she's, you know, it's one thing everybody knows about the FCC and everybody's scared of their own shadow now, the networks and everybody else. We've got to cut way back because we've got a bunch of Ojean provocateurs and the FCC that's got rabbis and rabies and all these wild finds. But the fact of the matter is she's gone so far beyond them. And, of course, the people who are supposed to be on our side, the people who are supposed to be helping us to do the best job we can and get the best ratings and get the biggest audience and make the most money for the operation, those people are a bunch of cowards, okay? Spineless jellyfish. Oh, oh, let's ask Joyce. Let's, you know. What you and were so hired for is And so finally we put a stop to asking Joyce because every time they would ask Joyce, no matter what, can we say hello? No, Goodbye? No, no, no. no. Can we? Uh, no. no. You couldn't even get finish the question. Can we? No. That's it. Whatever the question is, the answer is the same. No. no. And this is the woman who's depriving you folks of even the fart sounds on his show. Fart sounds. They're, they're running commercials every day on network television with fart sounds. I don't know if you're aware of that. I'm sure you are. I am. I also watch a lot of children's television. Right. Fart sounds. Featured prominently. And yet here we can't even elevate ourselves to the level of children's programming because we've got a broad over there who wouldn't know a radio if you stuck her armpit on one. If you stuck her ass on the fryer, on the deep fryer. Let us know when you do that, by the way, please. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. I hear you crying out for my... Yeah, okay, Reverend Jones. I hear you crying out for, for a gun to put to your head. WQAM, hello. Not there. WQAM, hello. Hey, looking for 
Neil. Speaking. Hey, Neil, two things, and I don't want to take up too much time. There's a Ben & Jerry's ice cream called Festivus, and it only comes out like around Christmas time. Have you ever heard of this? Never heard of it, thank God. It's like gingerbread ice cream, and it's really good. Wow. And the second thing is, I uh, my wife subscribes to something called Netflix, where we get all these movies. And ever since you guys started talking about movies, I've been getting a whole bunch of them. And the yeah. one movie that really stands out to me is one called Boys from Brazil. Brazil. And that Never, was that. I, I tried to watch that. It was on uh, IFC or something. When I tried to watch that, I couldn't get into it. Ancient. Yeah. It was strange with the blue eyes and everything. It was just crazy. I, for a 70s movie, it really impressed me because I don't think... There's much that came good out of that. Well, there's a lot, but I didn't really think. Out of the out. 70s? There wasn't much good that came out of the 70s movies? Well, you, well I, I take that back. The movies in the 70s, they all have that old kind of look. You know, not like the black and white, but they kind of have, you oh, know. I see. In other words, you're talking about the uh, cinematography. Exactly. Yeah, well, well said. Okay. But, uh, boys from Brazil. Thanks, Neil. Take care. I'll check it out. I'll check out those boys from Brazil, although I understand that most of them are Portuguese. No speaking English, no speaking no speak Pani. Right. They speak Portuguese. A lot of Italians in uh, Brazil. Are there? A lot of Germans in uh, Argentina. Yeah. And you know about you know what their beef is. But they have beef there, yeah. 113 at 560 WQM. You know, spring is here. It's official. I can smell it. The birds are dropping a big load on my balcony out there. It's great. And now it's a great time to get on down to Armstrong Ford Homestead for some fantastic, unbeatable deals on new 05s. Right now, get behind the wheel of a Focus or Escape with $2,000 cash back from Ford and 0% financing. Or as that one guy says from the ad team, 0%. You ever hear him? Yes. 0%. 0%. Why does he say that? 0%. How about an exhibition with $3,000 cash back and 1.9% financing? Check out the 05 Ford Explorer right now at Armstrong Ford Homestead. You get you $2,500 cash back and just 1.9% financing. And don't forget, only when you buy from Armstrong Ford Homestead will you get their exclusive, unmatchable, unbeatable tires, parts, and batteries for life program. Plus, on top of that, a free Florida Sun Pass to boot. Armstrong Ford is proud of our servicemen and women. And if you're in the military, if you have a relative in the military, no matter if it's active duty, reservist, National Guard, or Coast Guard, you'll get a military appreciation discount. David Rich and the entire staff at Armstrong Ford Homestead will guarantee you the best price in town. And because they're family-owned and operated, local, like I always tell you, they'll treat you great because they want to make you a customer for a long, long time. Armstrong Ford Homestead, you'll find them at 30725 South Dixie Highway, 20 minutes south of the 836. Well worth the drive no matter where you're hanging it out in South Florida. Check them on the web, armstrongcars.com, or give David or Victor a call, 305-247-5112. Drive a few extra miles and save thousands on that new Ford at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. You're listening to Neil Rogers, exclusively on 560 QAM. Media is sick and needs help badly. I thought I'd come and answer some of your questions. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. President. I wanted to get your thoughts on drug dealers in our nation's public schools. I believe that uh, they have done a superb job, and uh, it's important for young children. Two-party. Uh, anyway. Uh, Gregory. Thank you, Mr. President. What advice would you give senior citizens who are struggling to get by on their monthly Social Security check? Uh, use the money to go to the lottery, you know, or, or take it to the track. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. President. It's been widely reported that you suffer from erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Well, it uh, will not go up. Have you ever tried Viagra? Yes. Uh, it didn't work. Listen, polls go down. <laughs> Thank you all. Yeah, no problem. 118 at QAM. Here's a great fact. Speaking of him. 
Correct you are, sir. Hundreds of hours of media coverage have devoted to the 80 to 100 Shibo protesters as if it were a major protest, which, of course, it is not. But when an anti-war protest is held that attracts 100,000-plus people, the media gives it 30 seconds. About 30, man. coverage of that. The liberal media at work, wink, wink. Right. You know, not this last weekend, but the weekend before, a couple of weeks ago, there were like hundreds of protests against the war in Iraq all around the world. Right. And all, including here in Toronto. And there were thousands and uh -huh. thousands, probably totals of millions of people participated if you put them all together. And, and they didn't even get 30 seconds coverage. Right. I had, I had to like search like crazy, even on the Internet, to find a story to put on our website about that. Had to search for like 10 minutes to find anything to put on there. Even though I certainly saw it on the news here, eh? On the CBC or whatever, CTV, whatever the hell I saw it. Got a lot of prominent coverage. And that's because you've got controlled, the media is so manipulated and so controlled now and so, um, you know, devoted to uh, goose-stepping along that you're never going to get the truth. Excellent facts. Thank you so much. Thanks for reminding me of that. You've got about 50 people out there, 50 misfits, including Randall. You know, the, the sight of Randall Terry and Jesse Jackson there together, that should tell you everything you need to know about both of them, okay? A couple of media whores, opportunists, coming carpetbaggers, coming in from out of state to, like, stir the pot and take advantage of this crap. The same Randall Terry that, you know, advocates murdering abortion doctors and blowing up clinics. The same one that's uh, all for capital punishment. He's there because he's so worried about Terry. And he's there with the Reverend Pat Mahoney, who doesn't have a guest appearance on Mr. Ego's show this week, I guess. So he made the rounds on every TV show going, give me a break. No wonder the American people's brains are turned to jail. Well, they can't get any information from their TV sets. All they get is propaganda. Police today are searching for an 18-year-old girl who was reported abducted by a man from a store parking lot in front of her startled family in Lantana. The abductor forced his captive into a dark brown Chevrolet SUV-type vehicle. Three other men were inside the vehicle, which had North Carolina license tags on it. It was reported last seen headed northbound on I-95. The teenage girl, identified as Susanna Mateo Jose, was abducted from the parking lot in front of the Kmart store at Hypoluxa Road and South Dixie Highway around 6.40 this morning. Police said she was with her mother and father, owner of a Boynton Beach landscaping business, and a younger sister. Police said the family was waiting for Kmart to open so they could go shopping. They were walking across the lot when Suzanne was suddenly grabbed by a man, wrestled into a waiting SUV. The panicked family fled to their car, followed the SUV west on Hypoluxa Road, then on the northbound I-95, but soon lost the vehicle. Police said the men in the SUV called the girl's parents with a cell phone, but investigators won't say what the kidnappers' demands were. How do you like that? Hmm. There are all kinds of important things to be worried about. And by the way, DCF, they sure did a great job with Rilla Wilson and thousands of others. And how about Jessica? How about the, you know, there, there's so many aspects to all these different things. The sex offender, that slime ball, the, the, 26 times he was in jail. Right. 26. Mm -hmm. And they let him out so he could kill that, uh, rape and kill that little girl. And they're worried about a vegetable. But hey, don't confuse uh, El Governor with these things, or your fat-ass governor. He's got important fish to fry, like making sure we don't get those one-armed bandits in the racetracks, things like that. 5670560, pound 560. And the, like I said, the sun is shining, the birds are singing. Well, what, what's the use, huh? Not going to change. Right. Like the guy that called before the Republican Catholic that listens to me and blah, blah, blah. You know, I hope you're real happy with what you got going now, sir. I hope all of you that voted for the Bushmeister, and now his approval rating is down to 42 or 43%. What do we know now that we didn't know before, okay? Except that he's a phony, baloney, grave-robbing pawn of big business. That's all he is and all ever will be. This whole business, this whole love affair with a religious right, that's all just a dog and pony show to get them mobilized to come out and vote, which is what got him elected this last time again, at least allegedly. Right. If you believe the numbers. Five six seven oh five sixty. I think that phlegm is starting to act up again, George. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Better get some of that music cranked up for tomorrow. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Pretty good, Pally. 
Hey, listen, uh, last week when the Schindlers were uh, talking about uh, how Terry was saying awa, yeah. they, were, they were trying to translate On Sunday, I heard the Pope, and he was saying awa. No, no, think, the Pope, no, he couldn't even get that out. He got him beat. I think this is. I think it's a revelation. I think it's a sign from God that, that he wants Terry Schiavo to replace the Pope. Now you're what, talking. So I, right. think, I think what we need to do is take the tube out of the Pope and put it back in Terry Schiavo, ship her off to the Vatican. What do you think? Excellent job. Good choice. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's what Jesse Jackson was doing there. He was blowing some smoke. Maybe that was a sign. Maybe that was a signal, huh? I mean, if, if that wasn't the most pathetic thing, that crap from the Vatican on Sunday. Oh, and, he, and they finally, they wheel him over to the window. Yeah, yesterday, on Easter Monday, by the way, he didn't even show. You know, they were pointing right. at the window. He might be in there somewhere, but, uh, you know, I w- it would have been amazing if Michael Jackson came to the window and dangled that kid out the window again. Wouldn't that have been something? That would have been funny. Yeah. Didn't happen, though. Here's a man in a dress, in a chair, a dead man in a In fact, that's the new office pool for tomorrow morning. In fact, we better start it right now. Jerry Falwell, Terry Schiavo, or Il Papa? Huh? Pretty good battle there, huh? He's an Il Papa. The Il Papa. He's pretty, he's Ill, he'd be illin'. <laughs> Bad. Oh, but the Vatican says this, and the Vatican said that, and this is the same as murder. Right, whatever you say. WQAM, hello. Not there. I guess they weren't too concerned about, uh, you know, when certain mafiosi died, all the people that they murdered, and they held, gave them the last rites and held the funerals in Catholic churches. You know, I guess that was okay, because they donated big, they had the money. big, they wrote the big checks, like Michael Corleone wrote that check for, what was it, $100 million, which, of course, is to make it even more ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Don't spend it all in one place. Yeah, there's Mary with that big schnoz. Don't spend it all in one place. Hey, hey Dad. Oh, yeah, that, right at that point in the movie, that's when she should have got it. For bad material. Hey, Mary. There you go. He really is great when he wants to be. You know what, though? He's, he's just too much. Where did you learn your trade, you idiot? Who ever told you that you could work with men? What you're hired for is to help us. Does that seem clear to you? To help us. To help men who are going out there to try to earn a living. You company man. You fairy. <laughs> I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, the Pope is going to go fishing with Fredo over the weekend. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, Who's maybe the they front? can go to Venice together. Some of the canals. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. It's such a frustrating time in which we live. You know, there are so many important fish around. And you notice this is such a great cover up. You know, while they're, they're putting the full court press on with a social security scam, which fewer and fewer people are, including the people on Wall Street now. The people who are honest. They're saying this is a really bad idea. Like he said in that bit I just played. You know, tell take that, take it and go buy lottery tickets or take it to the track. Yeah, all your retirement money, and then don't blame us when you're broke. But all our friends in the uh, corporate world, man, they're going to have all your money. How's old Kenny Boy doing, by the way? This is Larry King, and they don't come any better than Neil Rogers.
30 at QAM, we're holding a candlelight vigil starting at 2 o'clock here in Toronto today, all afternoon, praying for the death of Jerry Falwell. 840 votes on our poll so far. Which of these applies to your morning listening habits? Wouldn't that be something if it was an act of God, if God just, he's just fed up, you know? Because so many people in the country are fed up with this whole um, religious fanatic. They're finally catching on, you know? That's the one good thing from the whole Terry business. Don't you think? Yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah. It's shining finally starting to awaken. And now, if the Lord smites Jerry Falwell, strikes him down. And you know what? If that happens, then Pat Robertson can't be very far behind. Ooh, I'm like yeah. candles. And I would be keeping my eye on Jan and Paul's crotch after that. Although, evidently, somebody else beats you to it. Which of these applies to your morning listening habits, we ask? Well, all of a sudden, I got my voice back. I think it's an act of Damn God. God. Yes. See, Jerry's the going The finger down. of God has spoken. Maybe, it was, maybe that was the finger that was at Wendy's in the chili. Maybe she ought to, like, listen to it. Put it up to her ear. At the least, she could scratch some of that uh, waxy buildup out of there, right? Right. War, wash it off a little bit. See, the first story said something about about the finger was baked in the chili. It was cooked in there, you know, which I guess would have made it nice and tender. More tender than that awful steak I had at Baton Rouge in Montreal over the weekend. Oh, God, that was so bad, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's a nice restaurant. It's a chain, and the, the other stuff was very good, the accoutrements, you know? But the meat, ooh, there's nothing worse than a bad piece of meat. Anyway... Since Stern left, I listened to Hank. 187, listening to the Humper. Let's hear it for the big fat Humper, man. He's kicking some serious ass. That was funny. 187. I only listen to Neil on QM, 184. Oh, 22%. Joe Rose in AM, they're listening to 88. Well, Hank's got him beat 2 to 1. See that math, 88 and 187? Mm-hmm. Better than 2 to 1. I listen to Stern on another station, 83. Air America in the AM, 70. NPR and AM, like George, the intellectuals out there who want the news. They want to know what's going on in the world in the morning when they get up. 63. It's I want to know what's going on. Way. Huh? It's just by elimination. I'd like to hear some music, actually, but, you know. Well, don't you have a CD deck in that's, your uh, that's SUV? Just it. That's what I listen to all of the other time. Oh. Paul and Ron in AM 40. Don't listen to radio in AM 34. Bob and Tom in AM 33. And keep in mind they're on the air in Palm Beach County. If they were on in Data Broward, I mean, they'd, they'd leave Paul and Ron in their, in their wake in the dust. Even Ricky Tickey, I'm sure, would agree with that. Absolutely. And Mo. Uh, let's see. Since Stern left, no QAM and AM 31. I listen to music radio in AM 19. And the big oh. AM has got rock solid eight. <clears throat> of course, he went on there a little bit late, but he's only got eight. That's not so great. Don't we, Sam? Mm-hmm. 840 votes. See, Josh, you, you screwed up your free meal for tomorrow. Could have had 1,000 easy. Just with a little bit of prodding. We're not going to make it. might not even make 900 now because we, we haven't imparted the sense of urgency to the audience, you know. They can vote later on in the afternoon, tonight, early, you know, whatever. Yeah, they oh, got I was going to say early in the morning. Huh? They got all day. Yeah. Well, they don't have all day for you to get your food, though. They head till 2 o'clock. Yeah, they already lose. But uh, I was going to say they can vote early in the morning. But don't be too sure because now I'm starting to play a little uh, games in there with you. Might just change that poll when you least expect it, like I did this morning. What was that one I stuck in the middle there? Oh, which of these do you care about the least? Yeah. And the interesting thing is, the, the one they cared about the most was uh, the earthquake in Asia. Right. Well, you had some real tough choices on there. College what do you mean by hoops? that? College, College hoops. hoops. Okay, let, let's ask Josh Cordes. <laughs> Which one of these do you care about more? College hoops or the earthquake yesterday in Asia? Honest answer. 
for the time being, let's go with the college hoops. There you go. Well, what, what, what does that mean for the time being? Well, I still, uh, I'm, I'm still uh, in the running. I could win. Get it. out of here! Wasn't like we didn't have another tsunami. I mean, there's you know a couple thousand people dead, but you know they got so many people over there anyway. Plus, plus they <laughs> that's not really how I'm looking at it, but you know. Yeah, I had you now. Don't, don't, don't be a politically correct schmuck, okay? You couldn't care less about what's going on in Sumatra. You wouldn't even know where to find Frank Sumatra on a map. Well, if he had money on that. Yeah, that's right. If you could make a bet on that, oh, I forgot about that. He's betting on basketball now. You know something is that's Who right. He used to work Hank Show. No, you used to work Hank Show. I think Hank has turned you into one of his gambling quizlings, yeah. like like Donnie B. That's you know. And all those. Remember, remember when we first came, when we first came to that station, man. I'm gonna. I couldn't believe what was going on. Hank had like this little group of of like Stugats. There's another one. Turncoat. All these little junior gamblers. They were all like little junior Hanks, you know. And that's all they knew how to do was bet on anything. They, they used to bet on when Geldy's other BB would drop, which was still still no winner on that, by the way. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon. So that goes to show you, folks, they care more about stupid college hoops basketball games than about important stuff like people dying in hurricanes and tsunamis, mommy. What do you got to say to that? Go Michigan State. Oh, Go Spartans, baby. Oh. That's what I say to that. Not that I care a lot, but it would be nice. Huh? Yeah, it'd be nice. I saw some of the pictures on the TV. In fact, I get the Detroit Network affiliates. I was watching WWJ News the other night, or whatever they call those letters now, Channel 4. And uh, they showed uh, East Lansing. A little bit of rowdiness going on over there. How unusual. On a college campus, right? Right. Saw some pretty hot-looking people there, too. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking now, is it too late to go back to college with my current knowledge? <laughs> oh, please. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I, I think it was Time Magazine, January, February, I'm not sure, had a big article providing all this, like the new breed of religious people that are coming up now. Yeah. So even though I'll be very happy if Paul and Robert Sonny have a sudden heart attack, there's, there's plenty of people. Oh, wait, they're, they're just waiting in the wings, that's right. They're just waiting to say. They're just waiting for the wind beneath their wings. And, and yesterday, you know what's funny, yesterday I was listening to Captain Curtis. He had somebody else in there with him. I don't know who it was. But it took me a while to figure out what they were talking about because the guy kept saying, like, the first draft of the Dolphins, the Wookiee. And I'm like, the Wookiee? Are they talking about Star Wars? <laughs> <clears throat> and it was the Rookie. Yeah, the Finally, Wookie. I got it. Wookiee, Nookie, Wookiee, and, and Wookiee. Closing, what do you need three for? <laughs> Excellent. That was great. Now, see, I told you if we took 6,000 calls, we'd get one really uh, good winner there. 5670560, pound 560. That was yeah, one of the calls of the century. It just you should know by now. You got to take a whole bunch of them, and then sooner or later you get somewhere somebody's got his thumb right on it. Yeah. WQAM. Hello. We've taken five tubes, and she's still alive. WQAM. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi. Um, I I know why uh, Debbie Bush is so uh, sweet on Shivo. He wants De to. Debbie, uh, wait a minute. Debbie Bush. Debbie Bush. Debbie. Oh, Debbie. Governor. I thought you said Debbie. No, no, no. Debbie our Bush. Governor, our governor, Deb. He uh, yeah. he wants to save Terry so he can take her out on a date. Okay, great. Uh, in fact, isn't that what Jeez. she said when he came to her bedside? Debbie, why you do this to me, Debbie? I thought that's what it was. Jeb Bush. Oh, brother. I, I See, that gets me angry just thinking about him and the fact that a lot of you people voted for him. You know, I don't want to get into it deeply because it's too late, but my one question would be... Why? Yeah, what, what were you thinking about? Oh, we didn't what? like that other guy. Huh? 
They didn't like that other guy. Buddy, oh, buddy Bill, Bill McBride. Here comes the McBride. Yeah. Well, you know, the Democrats are we, – that's our expertise, man. We can always put up – no matter what – how bad the Republican candidate is, no matter how poor of a job he's done, no matter how much he's revolted by the public and everybody else, uh, the Democrats can always find a loser, okay? A loser. John Kerry, Michael Dukakis, Walter uh, Mondale, you name it. We can find a loser, it sure makes you long for those Bubba days, I'll tell you that right now. And look, look what they did to him. They pray. You talk mm-hmm. about Jesus on the cross. When's Mel Gibson going to come out with a movie about what they did to Bubba, huh? Oh, and then yeah, the, last uh, night, I forgot, one of, those, one of those entertainment shows, they got a whole song to dance with Mel Gibson and his old attitudes about religion and how he became one of these. What, what is the word they use for these Catholics that are like, uh, what's that term? Uh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. I do. They're, they're a separate sect. An Farbison, I think, yeah. It's the Farbison Catholics. Oh, God. Mel Gibson. I know if I want to find out what's going on in the world, what the answers are to all the all the questions that mankind has had throughout the ages, I'll turn to Mel Gibson. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Absolutely. You fairly. Oh my god. Now, the Supreme Court expressed concerns today over allowing entertainment companies to sue makers of software that allows Internet users to illegally download music and movies, questioning whether the threat of such legal action might stuffle web innovation. During a lively argument, Justice wondered aloud whether such lawsuits might have discouraged past inventions like copy machines, video cassette recorders, and iPod portable music players, all of which can be used to make illegal duplications of copyrighted documents, movies, and songs. Justice Stephen Breyer, who makes one hell of an ice cream, said the same software that can be used to steal copyrighted materials offered at least conceptually some really excellent uses that are legal. The unctuous justice Antonin Scalia maintained that a ruling for entertainment companies could mean that if I'm a new inventor, I'm going to get sued right away. While seeming leery of allowing lawsuits, the court also appeared deeply troubled by efforts of the companies that manufacture so-called file-sharing software to encourage Internet piracy and profit from it. Justice Anthony Kennedy pressed a software lawyer on the question of whether profits from trafficking and stolen property can rightfully be used to help finance a young technology business. That seems wrong to me, he said. Two lower courts have sided with the software makers, Grokster and Streamcast Networks, how the justices rule could redefine how consumers can watch TV shows and films and listen to songs that increasingly are delivered in digital formats. Supporters of file-sharing technology say ruling against the software companies could effectively give the entertainment industry a legal veto over up-and-coming gadgets. They fear the threat of expensive lawsuits could hamper development of new devices. 
The case has star power on both sides. Don Henley, Cheryl Crow, the Dixie Chicks, and other musicians are backing the major recording labels, saying their livelihoods are threatened if millions of people can get their songs for nothing. And, of course, in many cases, that's what they're worth. About, especially Cheryl Crow, about 20 independent recording artists, including musician and producer Brian Eno, rockers Hart, and rapper activist Chuck D, support the file-sharing technology. They say it allows greater distribution of their music and limits the power of huge record companies. Regardless of the outcome, it still won't be legal to download copyrighted materials over the Internet without permission, though tens of millions of computer users do so each day, George. And any ruling won't affect thousands of copyright lawsuits filed individually against Internet users caught sharing music and movies online. But a victory for the entertainment companies would also allow lawsuits that could drive companies that make file-sharing software out of business. It would also effectively overturn rules that have governed technology companies for more than two decades. Manufacturers can't be sued for copyright violations committed by customers using their products illegally. So there you go. The Supremes are worried about that right now. They're ruling on it. So you better watch how you're uploading and downloading and offloading and inloading. Got it? Got it. In other words, be careful where you stick that. Cube! 5670560. Pound five. Now, you know, wouldn't it be nice if you would, I hate to say this, but just die already? I mean, you know, it's getting really close. Well, then what would we watch? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, look at that. Wisconsin police shoot and kill a naked man. You see that one? Nope. I wonder where they shot him. In the chest? No, out on a highway somewhere. Oh, I see. Five six seven oh five sixty. Come on, let's go. Let's get these last few minutes here whipped up into a frenzy. Put on a good act. Pretend you have something to say. Okay, It'll be the first time in almost these thirty years. Have something to say. Something very important. Something profound. Like maybe. I'm dying over here. Yeah, that would be good. Especially for a few of these. WQAM. Hello. Hey Neil. Listen, yes, these guys. Are... Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Oh hi Neil. These guys are coming back from Iraq with their brains blown out and arms but they're not getting any attention but this Shiva woman gets all of it. It's that really is absolutely correct. Your president and your fat ass governor have shown no compassion whatsoever from these people who are coming back like with their limbs blown off or in right. body bags and yet right. this poor vegetableized bitch uh, we got a whole song to dance about her. Excellent Qu point. Question, Neil. I, can I Don't ask forget, you always err on the side of life. You're right. Can I, can I ask you an exorcist question? Yes. Uh, why did Burke Jennings by the way, that guy who was talking about 70s movies, the best movies ever. Yeah. yeah, 70s are the best movies ever. Why did Burke Jennings go upstairs? Remember, he was like, had his yeah, neck broken? Right. Um, I don't remember. And I'll Lee have to J watch it again. And Lee J. Cobb was great in The oh. Exorcist. Answer the question, Father Paranoia. <laughs> thank you, oh. just, just, Yeah, thank you. His, just his facial expressions. He was just so great. Underrated. Let's bring him back alive, Lee J. In fact, I, I got an idea. Let's take that tube that was keeping Terry going and give it to Lee J. Carr. Tube. Yeah, maybe we can bring him back. All right. <coughs> I'll get her. In fact, the rumor that I'm hearing is that uh, Rush was popping them Oxycontins through a tube. I could be wrong about that. Some oh, and, oh that. and speaking of that. Some people grind them up. What the hell did I do with that story, speaking of Oxycontin? Oh, yeah. Here you go. I didn't think I was going to get to this, but I will. GOP advisor died of an overdose. Republican media advisor R. Gregory Stevens, who was found dead in the Beverly Hills, California home of actress Carrie Fisher on February 26th, died of an overdose of cocaine and the painkiller OxyContin, according to the L.A. County Coroner's Office. You follow that? No. A spokeswoman at the coroner's office read to the Washington Times portions of the report, which was completed Friday. Cocaine and OxyContin, the spokeswoman said, when asked by phone what was the cause of death, when asked specifically whether there was a drug overdose, she said, Yes. Another part of the autopsy revealed that Mr. Stevens also suffered from hypertrophic, uh, hyper, hypertrophic heart disease. However, the spokesman said this was not a factor in his death. He was only 42. 
He was an associate with the powerhouse Washington lobbying firm Barbara Griffith and Rogers and had traveled to, the, uh, to L.A. to attend the Academy Awards. He was staying at the home of Miss Fisher. The two were longtime friends. Both attended a star-studded party at the home of film industry agent Bob Brian Lord, Miss Fisher's former husband, the night before his death. Miss Fisher found Mr. Stevens' body in the guest room the following morning, but on the previous night, the actress said when news of the death broke, Mr. Stevens was in good shape. Tons and tons of people saw him. He was Greg, she said. He was doing great. He was Greg one day, and he was dead the next. Oh, bite your tongue now. Bite yeah, your tongue. Until it bleeds. Until the blood just comes. So how do you like that? They're popping oxies, all those right-wingers. Uh, maybe they know that the jig is up soon. You're listening to Neil Rogers. On 560 QAM. Rush Limbaugh, servant of humanity, talk show host, hemorrhoid sufferer. Folks, at over 300 pounds, I know the agony of this kind of dilemma. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you there's help. With new preparation rush and my rush to excellent suppositories. Now you can end the pain and itching of hemorrhoidal tissue. Just look for my picture on the box of suppositories and the applicator tube. Another fine product from OIB, the Obesity in Broadcasting Network. It's a bad day with sniffing glue. He do the rush drug limbo. Bouncing off the walls in a rehab room. He do the rush drug limbo. Limbo. He do the rush drug limbo. Limbo. He do the rush drug limbo. Unknown from God, hateful and rotten. He do the rush drug limbo. Snorting and popping in eagle oxycodone. He do the rush drug limbo. Limbo. He do the rush drug limbo. Limbo. He do the rush drug limbo. I had an epiphany, my friends. An epiphany. It's done. Under the rug is where the story's going. He do the rush drug limpa. Damage control so they can pigeonhole him. He do the rush drug limpa. He do the rush drug limbo. He do the rush drug limbo. And speaking of the doctor shop and pill pop and rush, how come we don't hear anything about that no more? Huh? Boy, they share away sweeping it all of the car. They must have maybe dry concepts comes in there because they have a lot of carpets to clean up. Right. that, the right wingers, because they sure have to sweep a lot of crap under their carpet. At any rate, rush, he's popping away and. Uh, what did you say? What did you say in all that business, that song to dance, the sympathy because he was losing his hearing and he was going there? We can't imagine why, can we? Oh, jeez. Uh, 909 votes on the poll. You realize we could have made that 1,000 easy and you could have had a nice big juicy ribeye tomorrow, Josh? Okay. But you just uh, you just didn't uh, push it, man. you got to push it. Well, I'll push it tomorrow. Yeah, I'll bet you will. <laughs> 909 votes. Which of these applies to morning listening habits? Since Stern left, I listen to Hank, 206. Thank God for that. Thank God for the humper, man. I want to listen to Neil on QAM, 195. That's over 21%. That exclusive QM. Hmm. 
Joe Rosen AM, 93. So Hank's got to beat by better than 2-1. to one. What did I tell you? Nolo Contendere, little dog. I mean, good guy. You know, he's... Uh, Plus, I guess they got all the spots jammed in his show over there, too, because they can't sell anything else. They can't sell Toast and Stugatz and Dan the Bastard. I listened to Stern on another station, 92. Air America in the AM 77. Not Jerry Springer. What have they got on it? Oh, that's right. He's on 9 to noon. Jerry Springer, 9 to noon, by the way, if you like him. Uh, NPR in the AM 68. Paul and Ron in the AM with stale old material, 41. Bob and Tom in the AM 37, who are really great. Don't listen to radio in the AM 36. Send Stern left. No QAM in the AM 34. I listen to music radio in AM 20, and look at that. Trading the pack, but making a little bit of a move. The really rock solid. The big oh. has gotten yine. Very slowly, very carefully, very surreptitiously, moving along. Singing a song, not in English, of course. Bye, bye, bye. 